Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's go. This is the Chase in the Frame podcast, where we interview people in the TV and film industry, talking about their journey, how they got to where they are today. We do this podcast for the frame chasers. This is for those in the film industry, going hard, let them know who we are. Frame chasers, we're, we're not chasing the fame, no, no. Tell them what we do. Chasing the Frame. This is the Chasing the Frame podcast with your host, John DeMarco. Let's go. What up, Frame Chasers? It's Wednesday, and you already know what it is. A new episode of Chasing the Frame Chase, episode 83, about 17 more away from 100. Let's say we have Joey Chirafi. Joey, how are you today, man? I'm doing good, John. Thanks for letting me be here. Oh, no problem, man. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, Joey is the CEO and co-founder of Chirafi Entertainment, LLC. That's correct. All right, awesome. What else do you do, sir? Uh, I do music. I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a director, mm-hmm. editor. Uh, I you know I like acting, but it's mostly mostly directing. Gotcha, gotcha. But before we get into your journey, we're gonna do a little housekeeping first because that's always important. We have to pay the bills that no one wants to pay us. Absolutely. So first off, we have to thank our affiliate partners, Artlist.io. Honestly, the best music licensing platform for any type of content creator out there. Thousands of new songs every day on unlimited downloads, which is always a plus, especially when you're trying to find music for any project. That's always the hardest part. Joey, have you heard of Artlist.io? I have not. No. You have not, no. sir. You need to try it out. I will check that out. It's a little pricey. But for the price, thousand, like all the songs are worth it, I think. Subscription? Sort of yeah, deal? subscription. You get in with our link in our affiliate description Ooh. below in their YouTube videos, preferably. You can get a year and two extra months for free. Really? Yeah. So one year, then two extra months for that. Awesome. Heck yeah. yeah. So, uh, what a deal. Yeah, it is. So check it out. Artlist.io, inspiring music licensing platform created by filmmakers for filmmakers. Second, we have merch free at teespring.com slash store slash chasing dash the dash frame. Not only are we selling shirts, but we're selling hashtag frame chaser mask for $10. Honestly, it's a comfy cloth mask and super stylish, and you let people know that you're a frame chaser on set. Third, guys, check out Production Apparel. They have awesome shirts like the Run BNC shirt that I've been promoting for the last couple weeks, uh, and they have other ones as well. And also, if you're making a production and you want to get some rap gifts for your crew or cast, you can go there as well and get some rap gifts also. That's in our link below, that affiliate link as well. Fourth, guys, it's time for that Time for us to get that donation for the Church of the Frame. Three ways to donate. PayPal.me slash CTF Podcast. One-time donation. 
to Patreon, $5 membership a month, which allows you to get early access to audio and visual content a week before it airs. And three in the description below are links to all the cryptocurrencies linked to our trust wallet. So send us whatever cryptocurrency you see out there and then we'll have it. And then guess what? It funds other projects we want to do. Last but not least, please like our Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube page. So who's ready to chase frames today? So Joey, first question I ask everyone on the show, yep. where are you from originally? Denver. Denver. Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. That's right. Colo. All right. So are you a Broncos fan? I am. All right. How, yeah. do you, how, how do you feel about them this year? Well, you know, they're not doing well, really well. But uh, if you're a Broncos fan, you're a Broncos fan for life. And I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. But I actually am digging the Raiders because, you know, I'm from Vegas. Ugh. Been here for a while. Yeah. But Broncos and Raiders, they're rivalry. They hate yeah. each other. Ugh. But secretly, I do like the I like the Raiders like second best. Your your the Bronco fans out there who are listening out they there are, are going to be like you traitor. I know you traitor. I but, know. Hey, but you know what? We're living in a new world, a new dawn, true. a new day. You know, I'm from Vegas. You are from. We Vegas. got a we got a team now. Understandable. A, I'm I mean, to say I hate Vegas teams. I I mean I dealt with Raiders teams, uh, Raider fans for the first time, and I have to say they are the second worst fans <laughs> I ever dealt with in my whole uh, life. They might be pushing number one. Jets fans. No, well, <laughs> Jets fans. Jets fans are number one. Raiders and Eagles fans are tying for number two and three. My best friend, Michael Ross, who's yeah. a screenwriter as well, his favorite oh my <laughs> team God. is the Jets. <laughs> I had a roommate in college, and when the that's when the and the, that's when the Jets were going like eleven and five that year, I think. And mm. uh, he was all amped and shit. Part of my franchise, was that? Okay. and and he, my, he was all amped and everything. He's like, oh yeah, we're the best team. I'm like, bro, the, when was the last time you won a Super Bowl? And just shut. Up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and that's how fans are with Jet, Jet, that's Jet, Jets fans. They just get really amped for like you know win, one winning like two games, and they're like, "Yeah, we're the best." It's like, <laughs> calm down. Uh, Somebody <laughs> needs to make a movie about the Jets. Someone does. I'm and like I know Gary V wants to buy a piece of the Jets. That's like his lifetime goal or life lifelong goal is really? to buy the some like or buy the Jets or buy a piece of the Jets or something like that. Wow. So yeah, it'd be interesting if he ever does that. But uh, cool. second question I ask everyone on the podcast is, mm-hmm. what was that movie, TV show, musician? Because you're a musician also sure. that made you want to do this. That made you say, "Hey, I want to do this." Oh man, that is a really good question. Uh, <clears throat> I when I saw Gangs in New York, okay, uh, Morton Scorsese, and that was just the the scope of it, mm-hmm. and then like the story and the epicness of it, yeah. and then Daniel Day Lewis like crushing it as yeah. the butcher. I was like, this is what movies could yeah. be like a, a window into a whole other world that you weren't ever able to see. Yeah. And you get somebody like Martin in there. That's just perfect. And yeah. everything he does, his execution is so well. And he wanted to make that movie for the longest time. And it was hard for him to get it. Mm-hmm. And he finally did it. And they made these giant sprawling sets that they'll probably never make that size anymore. <laughs> and it, it looked like the, the, was it the Bowery of New York? Yeah. Those that, the five that, points. Yep. And it was just amazing. Love it. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Cameron Diaz. Yeah. I forgot that she was in that, but yeah, she did I forgot great. about her completely because she hasn't really been in anything in a yeah, long time. she did time. like romantic comedies. Yeah, rom- romantic comedies. And then I think that was like, and like. Bad yeah, Teacher. It. Bad or Teacher. So, you know, yeah. The, the first movie she's in is The Mask, technically, I think, if I'm not mistaken. The Mask. Yeah. That's right. She was hot. She was very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you know, it's again. Whatever happened to Cameron Diaz? Is, <laughs> what happened? I feel like that should be a documentary. Whatever happened to Cameron? <laughs> true Hollywood stories coming yes, out. Yes, here we in a go. Couple, couple here we go. And even uh, Scorsese, you know, another one that he uh, wanted to do for a long time was Silence, I believe. That uh, yes, which is a great movie I, as well. That is a long, <laughs> intense movie. It's a very. I bought the book because of that movie. Really? I didn't read was the it book. Better? Yet. Oh, okay. I've never read the book. It's one of those things where I'm like, I, need, I want to see this movie because I saw an uh, American cinematographer 
magazine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this movie sounds wonderful. I'm like, I gotta see this movie. And I was looking all over for it. I found it. And then I'm like, I gotta read the book too. And I just never got around to reading the book yet. So one day, hopefully, in in the next you know handful of years, probably. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> powerful movie though. Yeah, Andrew Garfield and yeah, even Adam Driver, right? Adam Driver. Yeah. they were phenomenal. Was it Liam Nielsen too? Liam Neeson Liam was Neeson, in that. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That was yeah. It was good. Even like, Scorsese's films in general are just really good. Like it's it's crazy that like of all movies that start you know want to go down that path, Gangs of New York is like yes. that first one for you. Fantastic. Like, I love Goodfellas. I yeah. love Casino. I love you know bringing out the dead. I I, I love a lot of yeah. his movies, but that one in particular when it, I saw it, yeah, I was like, not That's even Taxi the guy Driver. from Titanic. <laughs> Leo, this yeah. is the same guy. And yeah, I was like, I didn't realize like, oh, that's what you could do. Yeah, yeah. You can like change your whole look and your whole platform yeah. and kill it. The kid from Growing Pains. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Oh, I saw him in Departed too. Yeah. I was like, th- like that's another Scorsese whoa, film. That's like amazing. Ba- that's based off Internal Affairs. That's know, right. Right. A yeah. Japanese movie. Right. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I remember I seeing see like uh, it's about the Dragon Dynasty set of or movies of uh the killer and uh, hard boiled, mm-hmm. and they always promoted that movie Internal Affairs, right. like Things that Scorsese ripped off, basically, you know, like right. whatever it was. So I never, I'm like, I always want to watch them, but I never could find them or I just forget about them and stuff That's like that. It's the same yeah. thing. I want to watch them. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to watch it. I'm a cinephile. I really want to watch it. And then yeah. I'm like, Ugh. what was it? Uh, what was I watching again? Have you, you know what? Know what a great Daniel Day Lewis though movie is? The Last of Mohegans. Oh yeah, fantastic. That's fantastic. Also, really good. My mom showed me that one. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Back you, in the day, I was Michael, like, this movie sucks. And then Ma- I watched it. And I was like, whoa. Michael Mann though. Michael Mann. Michael Mann. Crazy. The man. Oh my. Have, have you seen you ever, Heat? Heat. No. Oh, have it. you ever seen Thief? Who's that with? James Con. No, I have not. Watch Thief. Really? Is it a 80s? 80s. 80s. Michael Mann movie. It's preheat. Really? And it makes you like it. it you have the heat feels for it. Like really? Yeah. Thief. Yeah. I'm have to it's, check that out. There's a scene in that movie. I haven't seen it. I have it, but I haven't seen it in a while. But like basically, they're trying to steal a vault, like go in a vault, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And they light like an iron rod, mm-hmm. and you just see the iron rod go into the vault, and you just see a, a shot of my. Uh, James Conn, I think it is, and you just see like the sparks and all that sh- like stuff going through. Like, it's, it's just awesome to see. Wow. I'm like, this is awesome. This is like, it's just so awesomely shot. It's just so beautifully shot. Wow. I'm like, yeah, I got to check that out. Yeah, thief. Criterion Collection has been my best friend for like the last six <laughs> years. I feel like since I learned about them. Totally. Yeah. Oh my god. So going back to you though, Gangs of New York. You see that? What does it make you want to do? Well, I wanted to be an actor. I was like. I really want to act. I love acting in the form. Yeah. I've done plays and stuff like that. Okay. But there was something about being in the director's chair. Yeah. That you kind of, you get all the blame mm-hmm. and you kind of get a lot of the glory too. Yeah. If it sucks, you get all the blame. If it's really awesome, then you're going to get to work again. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I was like, you know, I want to be an actor, but I there's not really too many directors that are going to hire me to yeah. be in what I want yeah. to be in. And I think that's probably every actor when they first start. They're like, I want to start off in a Spielberg movie or whatever, a Christopher <laughs> Nolan film. But you got to kind of take what you can yeah, get yeah. and you got to grind it out. And yeah. I was like, I want to do that, but I want to do it where I'm telling the story, mm-hmm. where I'm crafting the story, where I have a little bit more. So you're like Kevin Smith in a sense. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. But not a. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Absolutely. Smith, yeah. yeah. I like writing it, directing it, producing it. I love seeing it happen. The best part. Mm-hmm 
is when you write a script, you spend so much time on it, and that's the longest part. That's the hardest part. And yeah. I bet you people in here they can they can attest with me. Mm -hmm. If you're a writer director, the writing is the hardest part because oh, yeah. you have to get it right. You know, it's so yeah. important. And you have to also like have faith in other people to like let them judge your work and say, does this work or does it not work? Because like if you as a writer director and even more so as a writer mm -hmm. write something and it's shit mm -hmm. and you don't show people mm -hmm. and you write, make it. It's still gonna be shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got no sort of. You're in yeah. an echo chamber. You're yeah. not getting any. Uh, but we need a good support group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They need. We need a screenwriter support group. Uh, As, yeah, screenwriter support group. That sounds like a, a hotline number you call. It does call me immediately. <laughs> One eight hundred screenwrite with your movie. Like yeah. everybody is. Yeah. Uh, no, but you write it and you you get to hear your actors mm -hmm. say the words yeah. and that's like a magic thing. Yeah. It's really like a piece of magic when you're like writing it and you put all this time into it and you're like, I wonder what it's going to be like. And then yeah. you start hearing people say your words yeah. and then you start getting the actors that are right for the part. Yeah. You start getting the, the, the crew members, your DP, your, your gaffer, your grip, your audio, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just starts coming together and it's, it's something that you started. Yeah, it wouldn't have started unless you made that that initial step. Like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna write this. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna step towards directing this, and then you kind of bring these these people on. It's like an army. Mm -hmm. It's like a camaraderie, a brotherhood, yeah, and sisterhood. You know, we're not <laughs> a hood, we're not exclusive. Uh, <laughs> and you kind of join together like you're going to war. Yeah, and you go through this story, and you kind of and if it's good, everybody's going through the ups and downs together of the characters, mm -hmm. and it's like you're a family afterwards. Yeah. And that to me is so exciting. Is that you can make a piece of art that's not just by yourself because you could sculpt a picture, you yeah. Could paint or you could sculpt a sculpt sculpture. a portrait, yeah, sculpture, <laughs> sculpt yeah. a sculpture, yeah. Or you can, you know, you can paint sculpt. a painting. Yeah. yeah, you can draw, uh, and it's you. Yeah. Usually, you know, maybe they'll have an inker or somebody that kind yeah. of finishes e stuff. Even a, photo a photograph too. Like you just, you. that's just basically you. But movies. It is a group effort. Yeah. You can't, like you said, you have to be able to be malleable. You have yeah. to be able to listen to other people. Because if you're like Mel Gibson. Yeah. Great director. Great actor. You think he's doing it all by himself? No. No way. He's got an team. awesome AD. He's got yeah. producers around him telling him that, hey, maybe yeah. you should take another shot. Yeah. You know? And even that, like, you look at, like, actors that turn into directors in a general sense. They always have a really good team around them. Mm -hmm. It's not just them by themselves. It's, it's always, like, they find, like, that first AD that, you know... That they get along with, or that you know, uh, gaffer they get along with, or that DP. I'm sorry, that DP they get along mm -hmm. with. They find the right team to make them great all around. So when they do, because a lot of people that I've seen, like actors that turn into directors, like about I would say 75 percent of them are really good. Mm -hmm. They've turned into really good uh, directors. Uh, who was it? Like Bryce Dallas uh, Howard. Oh, did, she's great. She did great. She did the Mandalorian. Again, so a few of those. I mean, I, would, I say it's jeans because her father's and her, yeah, yeah. her dad. Right. I'll Howard. take that at one away. I'll take that. Oh, one it's away. so good. You keep it's it. Still good. We'll keep yeah. it. Okay. Right. Hey, Bryce, if you're listening to this, we're keeping it. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping it. Uh, who's another one? Um, I'm like, oh, uh, I'm blanking out on names. I knew a few of them off the top of my head, and I was like, gonna. Fuck. Hot directors. Hot directors that are also actors. Jordan uh, Peele. Jordan Peele. Uh, you know what? I don't like his directing style. You know? Did I, you like Get Out? You I, like did not, Get Out? I did not really see Get Out, oh, but okay. I saw Us, and I hated Us. You know what? I will agree with that. Us yeah. is not like Get Out, no. but I would suggest watching Get Out. I, okay, I'll, I'll give Get totally Out a chance. It's totally different than Us. Yeah, because Us was... I went there, me and my uh, fiance, we went to see Us, and I was in the movie theater, and the first thing that happens is this whole like 
the rabbit, you know, the rabbit tile screen and stuff like that. Right. Made no sense. Yeah. And I'm like, I even said like out loud, I said, what the F What's is going, going on? on? <laughs> and like, there wasn't that many people in the movie theater. So I was, and then there's other things that like popped up in that movie. I'm like, this makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And I was like screaming this out loud. I'm like, I don't do that in movies. And I was like, just so irritated with this movie that I was like, what did I watch after this? It, it, <laughs> it was just like, they, it, who did I talk to about this? Were they, they put the M Night Shyamalan mm. uh, curse on them. The spin. This they go. The twist. Oh yeah, like the greatest director since Alf- like when they ever say like the greatest director since someone Hitchcock. Right. They did that with uh, you know Shyamalan with you know the Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah. Which and, was great. Which is great. And then like you saw like Unbreakable. Like, well, and then you have still good. Signs is good, but then Signs after that good. it just went. You know what was good was the one where James McAvoy plays the bunch of different. Oh uh, yeah, what but was that, that called back? That split, but, split. But that was good. It took but like four. What or was five the one movies. after split? The one before split was the Lady in the Water. No, the one after split with a glass. Glass. Ugh. Yeah. I hate to say it, man. I was expecting so much more out of that. Oh really? I didn't see glass. I heard it. Was, yeah. It's like yeah, I, don't I think know. it was forced though. I don't want to hate on anybody's movies because it's yeah. art. It's all objectionable. Yeah, I was expecting more out of that. But it's, it's your opinion on what the movie is. That's I mean, it. yeah, that's what it is. And I was I was a big better. fan. Yeah, a big fan of that. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. this could be dope. And then, oh, Zach ba- uh, Baggins or not Zach Baggins, Zach Braff. That's Zach Braff. Oh yeah, yeah. Ger- uh, what did he do? Gar- Gar- he did Garden Scrubs. He said Scrubs and he directed Garden that's State. Right. Yeah, that was actually really Garden State. That's right. That was really good movie actually. Yeah, so. If I think yeah. of another actor that's really good, who is another actor I mean, that's good at directing? This is like, I know. I, <laughs> I can't I, believe we're... We sprawled this on last minute, but let me hey, look Jamie, on. Hey, uh, Jamie, can you please uh, Google that? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, let's see real quick. Oh, man. Oh, my God. There's so many fucking movies. Have you seen the, on on HBO Max, they yeah. have a CNN, like a, a partnership with CNN. Yeah. So some of their shows are on there. They have a thing called Movies, The Movies. Mm. Fan. Fantastic. Okay. Tom Hanks executive produced it. They go through like the major movies yeah. of like the 30s. Okay, yeah. Into the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, into the 20, uh, 2000s. Yeah. And it is I feel phenomenal. Like I heard of this. Yeah. Did you ever hear the Watchables, the Watchables podcast? No. That's awesome. Really? Yeah. It's Bill Simmons and the Ringer Network, and they have something called the Watchables. Uh-huh. And it's on like I think Monday and Thursdays, I think. And they just go over movies that like are rewatchable and they do a whole category fun fact type thing I I always like love talking about on this podcast they talk about Terminator 2 last week they Mm. just talked about I just listened to the one about the Royal Tannenbaums Okay. Which I, I started watching. I, Wes Anderson, that's so movie. awesome. Yeah, I love it. So good. He's so, got such a great voice. You he know does. What I mean? He grew like they talk about how he grew up in the first three films of like how you just like he lets it like all hang out mm-hmm. and then he just does whatever he really wants to now mm-hmm. with whatever movie he does. Like, what was that one with Bill Murray? Uh, Life Aquatic. Rush, Rushmore. Rushmore. There's Rushmore. Yeah, that one was. I love that. Okay, one. that was like his I, coming out one, right? Yeah, it was Rushmore. There was Bottle Rocket also. Oh, that's right. Bottle Rocket with Owen Wilson. It was Bottle Rocket, Rushmore than the Royal Tannenbaums. That's right. Yeah. Is that what they were talking and about? And then he's the doing show. like, he did the hotel. He did um, and Grand Budapest Hotel. He did, right. he did He did. He did. Baby Driver. No, he, no, he didn't do Baby Driver. That was uh, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. Oh, yeah. Yes. I always get those two confused. I love that movie. Yeah. Weirdly enough, that movie's so stylistic and the story sort of falls short a little bit, yeah. but I love his style. It's a good movie. Edgar, he just, did the you, sound effects, the moving, the comedy. Did you know they actually, in real time, edited it? With that movie with the music, apparently, or something like that. I, I think reading. I did watch yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty insane. They pretty had the music playing while yeah. they were had the car doing its So they knew it's how to do the timing and all that stuff. That's crazy. That's a smart move. I think he was like, I need to make a, sh- a car chase. Yeah. Let me craft a story around this car chase. He was like, hey, 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 Marvel, uh, let me just show you what I could have done with Ant-Man. Oh, Ant-Man. Yeah. 
That kind of sucks. That does I was suck. a little bit sad about that. Did you like, have you seen WandaVision though? You know, you know, funny enough, I've watched the first couple episodes okay. and my son is all about WandaVision. Oh, yeah. I I what actually I'm a spoiler. Yeah. I read about what happened in it and what it means for the MCU okay. crossover. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for the it. Seventy-one billion dollar. They said the set because it, it was a seventy-one billion dollar cameo finally paid off. They said, and of, it's Evan Peters. Yeah, <laughs> they, they recasted him. Like, what do you think? Who could play a good Wolverine if it wasn't going to be Hugh Jackman? I was talking this with my friend Mike, and we came up with. I said Tom Hardy, and he's like everyone talks about. He's Tom hard. Hardy. He's like no, no, Tom Hardy, no, maybe blah blah blah. But then he brought up Shia LaBeouf, and I thought. At first, yeah. no. But then I thought, thought about thinking you about it. I'm like, it, right? bro, that yeah. could work. That Shia LaBeouf as Wolverine. Yeah. He's kind of a short. I've seen a buff. Glenn Danzig as Wolverine. <laughs> In his prime? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be dope. <laughs> uh, no, I, I heard uh, they want to get the kid from, uh, the, or the, the man from um, Kingsman. No way. That, what is his name? Jordan played, something? No, uh, Ter, uh, Terrian Eckhart. Egg, Eggert. Eggert. Something like that. He played, I know he played John Lennon. Uh, John Lennon. Really? John, Him for John, Wolverine. Uh, John. John. Uh, Elton John. Elton John. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, oh. Taron, right? Ter, Taron, yeah, Taron Eggert yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. British name. Him as Wolverine? Yeah. That's why I heard. It was a rumor. What about well. that guy who played at Han Solo? The new Han Solo. You know, I liked him in Hail Caesar. Yeah, but he played kind of a dumb, dumb actor, right? Yeah, Didn't but he? it was it was a good role. Was a I thought role. I really enjoyed his uh, Hail Caesar performance, and I liked Hail Caesar also. But like, oh yeah, I love the I Coens. think I think I think he got the bad rap because of like all the crap that went down Solo. With, with Solo. Yeah, I think that, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I, I think they're gonna bring him back probably for the Mandalorian. You think so? Yeah, I mean, well, because that's later, right? That doesn't work timeline wise. Because Han would be wait no Han would be. No, this is after yeah, this he is died, after, right? No, this is before he retired, dies. It's, right. it's Return of the Jedi. It's before but, The Force Awakens. Yeah. Right? It's years it's, before, yeah. Yes. Okay, you're right. It could be Han it Solo. Have, How yeah. do they do that, though? I don't know. Well, he could come back for the Ben Kenobi thing. Ooh, that sounds that, fun. Which the is Ben Kenobi funny. movie? Yeah. Or the show? But like they that already show the Darth Maul-Ben Kenobi fight in Rebels. Mm. So... Where where else can they go from there? Yeah, yeah, but look that at was actually a good fight though. That I saw that and I was like, this didn't really. I know it's animation and it's probably like a lot to do all that stuff, mm -hmm. but like, it could have been a. It could have been better. Epic fight. I'm like, I want to see an epic fight, like right. you know, because like you saw that first one and it's like, Kenobi not as prime and he's kind of towards now past his prime right. in the Kenobi timeline, I would say. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see like Maul. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like to see that like finish that comes yeah. circle with that i'm excited i'm excited to see that kenobi That'd disney's be... doing some stuff yeah they're doing some real stuff disney's is doing some stuff but there's a lot of star wars fans that are really upset too as well which is kind of funny over the <laughs> kenobi thing uh, i think they're over, over, like, over every like, last like, jedi last jedi la yeah. you know they're over the whole uh i'll say it, the kathleen kennedy era i think they want she's get... still gonna be around yeah she, she ain't kicking nowhere yeah, she's I, staying i turned to try and get rid of her though that was like I don't well think that was can. also doomcock i think that i was gonna say i don't think that they can get yeah, rid of her well, she's yeah. like grandmothered she's on, in she's grand uh she's also untouchable too because she, she worked, worked, worked with lucas she worked with spielberg, abram she worked with spielberg, spielberg yeah she's working with all of them yeah she worked with spielberg since like uh i know she worked on uh since temple of doom i know that's i think the earliest thing i can think of oh wow yeah like i think she's an associate producer i got a question for you i have an answer for you what is your top three directors top three directors that's like the toughest question it's like me, i mean i don't have kids but like that's me trying to pick my favorite all right, kid let's do this then all right it's interactive all right 
I'll, I'll, you pick one. I'll okay. pick one. And Sounds we'll go good. from like top three down to one. All right. Let's All go right. that. All right. Okay. You go first. I guess you go first. Okay, fine. I'll go first. <laughs> top three? Yeah. Three is going to be David Fincher. Okay. That's good. Fight that's Club. Good. Yeah. Changed my, rocked my world okay, on yeah. what you could do in movies. The witty dialogue. Mm-hmm. The Sometimes they would do open-ended statements that yeah. wouldn't close off. Yeah. I love that. I just love that. Like, he'd be talking yeah. to, who's he talking to? <laughs> I had to watch it like three times and it's like Brad Pitt's like saying a number of small little things to nobody. Yeah. But it's to the audience, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So David Fincher. David Fincher's a good one. Also Seven's wonderful too. Oh, I love Seven. Seven's so Seven. good. Did you watch Mank? Not yet. Not yet. I do need to watch it. Fantastic. I've been watching a lot of Hell's Kitchen lately. Oh, yeah. So I've been re- I've been binging, like re-watching the whole series with my fiance. We're on season 11 right now. Okay. So uh, that's what we've been re- religiously watching most <laughs> of the time. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really watched anything new. And I've been watching a lot of Office. Lately. Have you? The yeah. Office. What, are they, what is it on now? It's Hulu? on the Peacock. Oh. It's really? on the, for it's, free? Uh, I think it's all free except like if you want to watch special versions and stuff like that. But my favorite director, number three, mm-hmm. let me look real quick. You know, I would have to. Oh, this is going to be tough. Cameron. James Cameron. James Cameron. Oh, fantastic. Because Terminator, Terminator 2, mm-hmm. huge ones in my life. You know, just Terminator 2 especially. Like, mm-hmm. I watched it. I remember seeing that at two years old. Oh, you know dude, what I mean? that just, was so good. Terminator was great, but Terminator 2 blew it out blew, the yeah. water. And I love just Terminator lore in general, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even... If they kind of... Didn't you feel like they kind of ruined it a little bit with trying to franchise it out? The last three so films were not that awesome. If, if you're going off the last three of uh, uh, Salvation, Genesis, and Dark Fate... Yeah. So Salvation wasn't that bad. Salvation was with, terrible. I thought was that I'm, with Christian I'm, Bale. I'm rewatching it right now, actually. But that, that's Christian Bale. That right? is. I went to see that midnight release, and I was really upset with how that. I think I was. I, I again watching it now. Right now, it's fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. I still don't like it. Like, what didn't you like about it? Because okay, if you watch the first two Terminators, mm-hmm. and even Genesis does it to an extent where they kind of keep it more accurate with the future war. Right. And I know it's taking place in 2018. Salvation. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about it that doesn't feel Terminator-ish in the way the wars per, per mm. presented. It just feels like really like any type of old like um, post-apocalyptic world. It's mm. not like it didn't feel super po- like you know when you see Terminator One and Two when you see Kyle Reese flashing back right. with those uh, you know techcom wars and stuff yeah. like that. It's great. It's like okay, this is great. Even Terminator Two, like and, you know, and even to an extent, like I played. You ever played Terminator: Dawn of Fate? No, I haven't. That was a what was it on? Wonderful game. Xbox and PS Two. Really? It was basically a prequel to Terminator One. So really? what happened is you kind of like the game. You kind of like you know take John Connor and safely you know get him to certain pin you know spot points and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you play as Kyle Reese. Justin Perry and this other this female character, I think Luna or something, something like that. So mm-hmm. don't uh, have the name, but Perry's mentioned in Terminator One. Obviously, he's Justin per- uh, Captain Justin Perry. That's who Reese served under. So it right. made sense to do that. But it basically gets to the time displacement unit. But there's also an antagonist called Alex Stone, mm-hmm. who becomes a bad guy and works with Skynet and becomes like a humanoid in a sense because his brother Gabriel was killed. But technically, you find out at the end Gabriel was still alive. Wow. So at the end of the game, when Skynet is destroyed through the time displacement and all that stuff and they blow up the whole thing mm-hmm. you find out Skynet's a satellite there's a satellite in Skynet that's why Skynet oh. came back online oh wow so that's I'm like this makes perfect sense why don't they make this a movie or they like you know it sets up it now makes me understand how Terminator 2 happened interesting you know what I mean that's where it's fantastic. like oh like Kyle Kyle went they destroyed everything like how like because you question that in Terminator 2 like how did you know they send back another Terminator if 
technically like the whole time displacement thing got destroyed. You know, there's a whole bunch right. of questions. Is there. it like that that Marvel idea of, of time travel is like you split into another well, like, it, that's, time frame? That's the whole like thing by itself right. too. If you think about it. like the the like a timeline of Terminator is like that's a whole podcast by itself. <laughs> like trying to explain like what the whole thing is because there's people that say it's like a splinter effect, where, right? You know, because John Connor is this, and then obviously like Kyle Reese technically wasn't the original father. Because it makes no sense. Who was the original father? Because he was supposed to. People be, right? say it was that dude Stan, who she he, he gets oh. blown off, who blows off Sarah and the or Stu or whatever his name is. Okay. Because like they're saying like Sarah's like what eighteen nineteen, so she's just you know going out to the party and like they either they even said like maybe like she went to Tech Noir that same night and had a one night stand. Wow. So like there's a whole bunch of theories about that. Like because then it then it goes around and. Crazy. Yeah, and that's you crazy. Get, you can go really deep in that. Uh, so number two for number you. Number two. Yeah. His surness, he's not even a sir. It, well, he is a sir, but he's not knighted. Steven Spielberg. I like that. My I like boy. That. That's, a, that's a good number two. That's my dude. I would have to say that's my number two also. Catch Me If You Can. That's great. Fantastic. I mean, it's not probably his giant, like, I mean, it's a blockbuster, yeah. but it's not his, oh, War of the Worlds or oh, like Jurassic Park or like, but Catch yeah. Me If You Can is such a, so good filmmaking. Yeah. The story of it, mm-hmm. it keeps you engaged. Yeah. You know, I remember these when I was watching, like, back in with, with my mom before she passed. Yeah. She was always into these intellectual type, like, quick, funny, smart movies. Yeah. Right? And I was like, my, bring me the action, you yeah. know? And then as I got older, I started realizing, like, there is gold in those those witty sort of smart script yeah because it's no, not really action right it's not a ton it's, of action it's it's it's, it's like ocean's 11 action it is it's you know sodenberg uh, so, yeah. who's a wonderful director too he's probably in my top five technically fantastic and spielberg i would say he's not my number two but i'm gonna change that up a little mm-hmm. bit because i love spielberg i love hook i, I love oh, hook. hook like hook, hook is, is so good even you're he, doing it peter even though he hates hook hook is like Oh, great! He movie. hates it. He hates Hook. Is it because he's like it represents a dark time in his life or something? Uh, it's something where he doesn't think it worked out well or something like okay. that. There's a whole bunch of like he he disowns it. Like I think if I'm not mistaken, but Robert <laughs> Robert Zemeckis, oh, I feel like yes. doesn't get enough love. You know he doesn't, and he makes great movies. He's like, fantastic. Castaway, Back to the Future, Romance in the Stone, Romance in the Stone, What Terminal, Lies Beneath. I think he did. Did he do the Terminal? No, that was Spielberg. That was Spielberg. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got Mike Spielberg confused, but uh, still, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Oh, we just talked such about a that. good yeah. movie. We're gonna go watch that tonight, me and oh my, my son. Gosh, He's yeah. never seen it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna love it. It's, it's gonna great. be so good. Yeah, yeah. I love that. There's movie. a. I watched a deconstruction of the cinematography in that movie real quick. Really. DP talked about how all the the rain scenes were all shot in one day. And they just changed, all they did was change the exposure from, you know, when the the rains, it's like, and one day the rain just stopped and they just changed the exposure and that's when the sun was out and stuff like that. No way. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's awesome. So that's a little fun fact for Zemeckis. you when you see that movie now. What a but cool Zemeckis guy. is great. Zemeckis like has a ton of movies. What is he doing now? Is he doing anything? He's doing Pinocchio, I believe. <laughs> He's doing the live really? Pinocchio, yeah. Well, is Robert Downey Jr. attached to that? I think uh, Tom Hanks plays Geppetto. Whoa. Whoa! So they got rid of Robert Downey Jr. on that. I know he was trying to play that for the longest oh, really? time. He's trying to play Geppetto for the longest time. Oh, man! Yeah, he's I always mentioned Tom that. Hanks. And then yeah. he must have done Doolittle, and they were like, "No." I didn't even see Doolittle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one kind of I think was. A well, that was also a sequel to like the original Doctor Doolittle, tank. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was the original Doctor Doolittle in the 1800s or something. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. looking for that Sherlock three. <laughs> oh yeah, Guy yeah. Ritchie. Yeah, I heard there. He is. He's badass. 
He's Guy badass, Ritchie. but he also has a lot of bad movies too. Which uh, which one your which one do you hate the most? Ooh, that's um, that one with Ray Liotta. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about fourteen. Wait, no, is that fourteen oh eight? No, he no, didn't do that. that uh, uh, I forgot what it's called, but it was King Arthur's terrible. You didn't like it? I heard that was yeah. I didn't watch it, but like just seeing it didn't look that good. The, the filming of it was interesting. Yeah, it was. Oh, you know, I didn't take like on Aladdin. It. Sorry, Aladdin. Okay. I did not like Aladdin at all. I didn't mind it. I honestly say I didn't mind it. You it, could tell he was in the the box of yeah. blockbuster Disney type movie, and yeah. they were like, okay, you're Guy Ritchie, yeah. but you're gonna like do Disney. When, so. When they did the um, what's the the opening Aladdin song? Yes, that that threw me off completely. Changed it up they, with they Will changed, Smith and they, not that one. The uh, like guy gets some bread. Got da, 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 oh yeah yeah that, yeah that song. Um, I forgot what that was called. I forgot what it's called. But like riff raff street yeah, rats that down. song. Take they, that. They 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 shot it in like slow motion. I think oh, okay. As you wouldn't tell, or they shot it in a mo- like a, a fat a fast higher motion, rate, yeah higher rate. And I'm like. This feels really off because I'm pretty sure it's out of sync. Because I was like looking at, it, I'm like, <laughs> is that off? Like it just seems off and weird, and uh, it just didn't. It like that, yeah. Like the the live action Disney movies have kind of like been hits and misses. What's what's your ba- your favorite live action Disney movie right now? Yeah, that they you thought they did pretty well. Uh, let me think who they did. I didn't see it, but I would like to see Peach Dragon. I, I might want to watch. I heard did that. Did you see Mulan? I hated Mulan. You didn't like it. Okay. I I thought that was the worst thing since sliced bread. You know why didn't why why couldn't they put Mushu in it? It's not it, just that. he's like the best part of he the is, movie. He is the best part. I'll, I have a I have a a, a really um, a special place in my heart with Mulan because mm-hmm. there's a little backstory. I used to do Taekwondo back in mm-hmm. New Jersey, and oh, okay. and we just did this thing like a, a demo, like a mm-hmm. demonstration, at a, a tournament. We did Mulan, mm-hmm. so I like we did some like you know type of things there, and it has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this live action movie. I was like, gutted all it, of the it, special it, things yeah, it, all, and just left every, a little remnants of music. Yeah. They did like it, just a little it, music. You know what really annoyed me though is the actress that played her mm-hmm. had no emotion. And, <laughs> yeah. I, and I and I and I isn't that a culture thing though? I feel like that's like a culture thing. It's, there's like there was just no like emotion from her. Like there's no like real like even from like an acting standpoint, you can tell like. No emotion, like when she spoke. No emotion when, right. like in the face. Like uh-huh. I want to see something from her. Like, it, like it just came off dry, melancholy, melancholy. Yeah. And like, if you watch, obviously the cartoon, you have all those emotions in there. The way she's speaking, the way you know, like, because it, it doesn't have to go in the face. Tell me through the voice. Mm-hmm. Like, let me hear the voice change. And and she was, you could tell she was, English wasn't her first language. Yeah, you know, I think she did okay. But Mulan could have been probably better. It, Beauty and the Beast. I liked that a lot. I thought they did really that, well. That was like the best one so far. They added some new new yeah, songs yeah. or whatever, but it was pretty good. All right, number one. Lion King also too, by the way. That oh, was, John Favreau. Yeah, and, and Jungle Book was really good too. You know what? The Lion King, the Jungle Book was awesome. I have yeah. to say that was probably yeah, that one was, of their best ones yeah, they was. did. But Lion King, it was kind of weird because the eyes. Oh, okay. Weirdly enough, in the cartoon, you get this humanistic sort of approach with the eyes. Yeah, yeah. In the Lion King with John Favreau. Mm-hmm. The eyes are like lion eyes, and they're just dead. <laughs> like you know what I mean? You're like looking at him, like they're about to eat somebody, but he's like Akuna Matata. You know <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. Yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> John Favreau, I would say, is definitely top five. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. If if I was fighting Fincher or Spielberg, I'd probably put him oh, somewhere Favreau's in between there. But Favreau phenomenal. is one of my favorites, along with J.J. Abrams. It's just a wonderful. Chef was so amazing. Chef is so. Good. I love that that grilled cheese sandwich that he makes. Yeah. It makes me so hungry. Even that Cubano they make. Oh, the yeah. Cubano, and then John John Leguizamo, love him. He's oh. so good. You know what my favorite John Leguizamo movie is? John Wick. 
No. The pest. <laughs> the pest. My buddy Mike, dude. Oh, I mentioned him three times now. The, the Jets fan, he's a screenwriter, and he looks like the pest. He looks like... Pestario. He's not going to like that one. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, so... Number one. Number one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You go You go first. This is tough. You go first. This is tough. Okay. Let me I look. think I got it. I think okay, I got it. One second. Let me... All right. It's not Tarantino. Oh. It's, it's not Kubrick. Okay. It's... Nolan? No. No. Nolan? Cohen's. No. Mel Gibson? No. You know what it's going to be? <laughs> uh, Edward, Edward, uh, what's his name? Edward Zwick. No, I'm going to say Michael Cimino. No, duh. <laughs> uh, no. Um, Terrence Malick. Ooh. Is, What'd you think of Heaven's Gate? Heaven's Gate? Yeah. That, Heaven's Gate. That's talent. That's Terrence Malick, right? Oh, Wasn't that like the... Cimino's G- Heaven's Gate. Was it? That was the worst bomb ever wait, right wait, wait, no, it was a super expensive wait. movie yeah because days of heaven richard greer yeah because days of heaven that's ridley scott right no oh the kingdom of, of heaven kingdom of heaven days of wait hold on now i'm confused because i always get heaven's gate and days of heaven i uh, heaven's gate it might be chimino heaven's gate's chimino because they had uh terrence malick did like tree of life and he did, he did days of heaven uh thin red line thin red line's beautiful <sighs> oh my god Fantastic. terrence malick's visuals are amazing did he also do a brazil no, that was uh, Terry Gillian. Terry Gillian. Days, I love right, him, so too. Days of Heaven was uh, Malik. Heaven's Gate was Chimino. Which was that, a giant bomb. That was bomb. a bomb. Yeah, and studios a, took over. Oh, that yeah. changed the way that, that they were making movies. United Artists they were was like, we're not yeah. going to have another Heaven's Gate on our hands. Deer Hunter was phenomenal. Deer Hunter was amazing. Deer that was Chimino, right? Yeah, it was Chimino. It was Chimino's first Fantastic film. Fantastic movie. And then he just got too big in the head. About who's that. who's done that too? Some I guarantee there's been directors that have done that. Well, look at... Maybe like Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. He was pretty good. He did like Looper, and he, then he oh, got yeah, Last he did Jedi. Brick, he did Brick also. Brick's a phenomenal. Brick is fantastic. Yeah. I love that. Brick is phenomenal. But I think I Last got knives J- in my eyes. Oh my god. Joseph La- Gordon Love it. But love that movie. Knives Out though is great too. Knives Out was but, actually cool. I had I, I was hating on that movie when it first came out, and then I actually watched it again. Yeah. And the nuances of that. It's yeah. a noir. Yeah. It's a detective noir. It is a good movie. And you know the ending. It's you know it is yeah, what it is. It is what it is. But. Well executed, yeah, I'll say. I, I don't think Ryan Johnson's like that. I think he just. I think the problem with going back to Star Wars, kind of in a sense, is that they didn't have a plan for uh, seven, eight, and nine. Mm-hmm. They did, and then they kind of just went. Well, well, well let's know, get an let's, impressive director. Let's get someone fresh, who, fresh. Like, but they didn't give a. They didn't. I feel like they did, had a very broad outline. Like, we want to do this and this, but whatever's in the middle, you figure it out. But like, it's like he didn't also watch. The fuck the sorry Empire. He didn't watch. He he didn't watch. Not just Empire. He didn't watch the Force Awakens. Right. I know. It was like a whole different whole, subsection. Yeah. And it and it just made no sense. I always tell this to people like when I saw the Last Jedi, it felt like I ate Burger King. Because whenever I eat Burger King, I eat it and then I feel empty. Within I'm like, 20 what minutes. did I just yeah. watch? Was yeah. this what I? Ju- this is how they're gonna end it. This is how they're. And then yeah. they brought J.J. Abrams back for the third one. Yeah. And I'm at least happy they did that. Giant roller coaster ride, a lot to put in yeah, to I, one movie. That, I felt like they had well, to do that the because problem, the second one, one just deviated yeah. so far. And that's the problem. That's why no one likes the third one as well. Like the and that's why we've got to do a lot of cleaning yeah, up to, to make clean it up work. Everything. Which I'm gonna stand for this. JJ Abrams first and the third. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I loved them both. I like them. I like the, them better. The middle yeah. one's not that bad. It's just it's not your yeah. normal Star Wars middle movie. It's not like Empire. Yeah, no, no. Or no. Attack of the Clones was no. legit. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, legit it's, movie. It's a legit movie. Revenge of the Sith, though, even better. Yeah, but those mid movies were were awesome. Yeah, this mid movie, 
Not the best. No, not the best. Number All right, one. one. Yeah. You said him. I'm going to say it. Right. Quentin Tarantino, baby. All right. All right, that's I good. love it. That's good. That's good. He, his dialogue. Yeah. I love dialogue. Dialogue is great, but his action too, and the way that he plays with mm-hmm. chronolo- chronological order. Yeah. And he's like, he's a fan of film. Yeah. He, oh, he is. And so he takes that and he knows film so well that he flips it on its head and mm-hmm. then he feeds it. Once upon a time in Hollywood. That was good. I had a few. That. I had a few friends that did not like it. Really, like really hardcore hated it, and I respect their opinions. But I watched that movie like six times, and I loved it every single time. There's something about Ugh. going into a well crafted period piece mm-hmm. that makes you lose yourself. Yeah, and then Brad Pitt and Leo. Are Brad great. Pitt especially. Yeah, though. oh, Brad Pitt. Leo's great. great all the time, but Brad Pitt just. Killed Brad, it. Fighting Brad Bruce Pinhead Lee. And he's yeah. got something. Yeah. He doesn't even need to talk that much. No. He's just got like that's a cadence. That's what's good about him. I think, that's what, like, I think that makes him a better actor if he doesn't talk reaction. much. The reaction. Mm-hmm. And as there's Brad Pitt movies that are really good. Mm-hmm. And then there's Brad Pitt movies that are really bad. What's a bad one? Oh, um, that's why I forget about him. Babel? <laughs> did you watch that one? Babel, I don't Isn't see. that a good one, though? I thought that was a good movie. <laughs> Isn't that a, Mr. Like, and Mrs. In, in Smith. Two? Mrs. or Mrs. Smith is not a good movie. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> it, it's a good. It's a good watch. It's a good it watch. Is a, it's but like it's, entertaining, but yeah. it's not a good movie overall. Like even uh, what's another one that I'm trying to think? Like I'm trying to think. Like I can't think of all the Brad Pitt movies. That there's just I so know. many. Like, I gotta think of like a bad a Brad bad Pitt, Pitt movie. movie. But like he, he's he comes, it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard to think. But he is bad in some of the movies that I've seen him in. Like, I know that for a fact. Because <laughs> I think of which one he's bad in. Oh my god! Well, he has a whole like filmography. We it's like it's going down a list of things. <laughs> <laughs> He's great uh, in everything. You know I don't like him though that much in Interview with a Vampire. Okay. Oh, I thought he did good. He did he good, did. but he, he, I don't know. I, Who's your favorite actor? Wait, wait. Favorite director? Favorite number one. You got to get I to told that you first. that. No, I thought I did that. Did I you? I went first. Yeah. No. Who's your number one then? What did I say? You said. You said. Uh, uh, did you Terrence Malick? Yeah, Terrence Malick. Yeah, that's your number one. Yeah, that's my number yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Good. Right call. now, I, right. But I but also watched like Tarkovsky movies recently. Oh, really? And, and you're those, into that now? I'm into that, yeah. <laughs> even even Kurosawa I love a lot, Oh, too. yeah? Yeah, like, absolutely. Watching Especially some, back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. Like, uh, you know, watching, like, you know, Seven Samurai or, uh, what was it? What else I have? I have, like, uh, Rashomon, or not Rashomon, Gagamesh, uh, Ran I just bought, too, which is a, a masterpiece as well. Are you into... I'm into so you like older movies, then, yeah, I love too, older right? movies. What did you think little, of Gone with the Wind? I never watched Gone with the Wind, to be honest. I have... I have not watched it either, but yeah. after watching that documentary thing and them talking about it and yeah. how it was this giant blockbuster yeah, yeah. movie, like well, it's the most I, inflated movie ever. If you, I kind of want to see it. <laughs> I do too, but I don't know. Like I, I did go to the Warner Brothers set. I think that was Warner Brothers, right? I, th- I'm not sure, honestly. Yeah, it's it. It's a movie I gotta see. I, I do love classic movies because there's something like my favorite. If you're asking me my favorite DP of all time, sure. it's Gordon Willis. Really, hands down, because I love. The Godfather one two mm-hmm. uh, one and two. I, I haven't seen the third so one. So good, but it's shot so beautifully. He it did, really is. He Those did all, slow sweeping shots, the not, dark moody mo- lighting, yeah, all the lightings overhead and stuff like that. It's and he plays the, the Exorcist. Lighting. He just he just like there's a like he's I I love realist in a, mm-hmm. in any DP work like where it's real lighting because I hate like Nolan does that a lot. Yeah, a lot I, of real lighting. I, and I know I but what really. For oh, irritate to me is when people use the wrong color balance mm. and they do it for like 
the that aesthetic Curtis, and I'm like, please no. Like how House of Cards does it, the blue yeah, and the like, oranges. Give, just give me like. Sometimes it can be kind of cool. It, it is, but like it's some people use overuse it. But you like the realism of I, it. Give me the realism. Like right. give me like if so if, if you were in a place if we were that had blue now, and orange in it, really yeah. in the place. Yeah, then, then that's, give me that. that works. It's like if we're but if you're here, sitting in a college yeah. dorm room and there's no other light except for outside, yeah. and all of a sudden you got blue and orange. Yeah, it makes no sense. What are we doing? Yeah, like like if it, if I was shooting this room, obviously we are, mm-hmm. and you know I'm not gonna put blue on it. Right? Like, would you, you know, would you light it from the windows? Like blast HMIs through the windows? Yeah, and Joker's through the I windows would blast right? HMIs, mm-hmm. color correct it for the right color balance because I'm like, okay, it's daylight, mm-hmm. it's 5600, whatever we need to do to yeah. make it look good in yeah, here, yeah. or like even even if we blast it light. Through the windows, and we didn't have these lights on here. Maybe we want some hard shadows and yeah, some, yeah. some shadow, you know, well shadows too. on there too. So there's a lot of ways to like light it, but at the same time, when the people overuse like filters and and like color temperatures yeah. wrongly, like when they do like a 32 in a 5600 room, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like the and it, it, one of my biggest like pet peeves and uh, my like problems with why I have is like my, I work for the news so I work yeah. the morning show oh, cool. and the 6 6.30 now is when the sun comes up mm-hmm. and trying to color temperature that correctly oh, for white balancing is the worst because oh, I've gotten so many different like it's such a warm orange it starts glow, off orange yeah and, and then it'll get and, daylight and, and then it's like a 3200 and I'm like <laughs> this is really blue and I'm like this does not look right like and the worst part about that is like we have four different presets for the for the camera, so like mm-hmm. you can't really punch in your own white balance, right? Because I I would like to have it at forty three hundred or mm-hmm. forty two hundred. Something. But you have to go with what they give but you. But I have to kind of go because it it like if it let's say it corrects it for twenty seven hundred, mm-hmm. and then you press and that's A, then B preset will be thirty four hundred. Right. And if you press it again, it might go like the forty seven hundred or forty fifty six hundred, and mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, hmm. that's not fifty six hundred is not gonna work. It right. looks too yeah. It's just a that that's like the worst part about like the sun coming up in the morning and <laughs> got to deal with coloring, that co- doing a color temperature for that. Cause I look at it and I go, Oh, it's so blue. And then I get so, I'm like so nervous mm-hmm. and I'm like so uncomfortable. I'm like, I, and I feel bad because yeah. I, I'm laying my reporter up and they're blue and I'm like, oh, what can I do? I can't do anything. <sighs> Enjoy. You're a blue man group now. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the worst man. It's the worst. It's the worst. Uh, who's your favorite DP? If you have uh, to, let me guess, Roger Deakins, because that's oh, every, I love him. Yes. That's, every, that's everyone's Absolutely, pick now. I love like. him. Um, <laughs> it's funny. No, uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Oh, he's good. Oh, well, Cuaron's a director. Yeah, though. but he's he's done. Uh, who's the guy? Emmanuel. Emmanuel Lubikowski. Uh, yes, L- L- the guy the he goat. works with, and Alejandro in in, uh, you want in to. Yeah. He works with him too. Yeah, Chavo. Yeah, Chavo. Is what they call. Him. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, he's great. Revenant. Revenant's great. That is one of those movies you can't watch all the time because yeah. it's so intense and emotionally taxing when yeah. you watch that movie. <laughs> I remember watching that movie, and after yeah. I was done with it, I felt like a void <laughs> in my life. I was like, oh, my gosh, what yeah. is what is this? It was like Joker, too. Joker yeah. was kind of like that. Uh, but the way that they do the sweeping shots um, and the natural lighting, yeah. I, mean, I know he did some with Lightroom in the end. I believe he did some something sort like of it. coloring yeah. or something, but most of it was in camera. Yeah. That's the best part about Children that. of Men. Yeah, Children of Men's great. Oh, oh. Or uh, what's that one with Sandra Bullock where she's stuck in the uh, Gravity? Gravity's good. Another yeah. great one. Like I love the innovation of the camera work. Yeah, they're making it so Birdman. that it's not just Birdman. Love that movie. Uh, Michael Keaton in that movie too. Michael, Killed that, it. I love the, him in Beetlejuice. That's but the he com- just that's the comeback role I like to say for Michael uh, Keaton. I love like it. That. My favorite line of Keaton's is, uh, <laughs> and that's why. I won't do two shows a night anymore, babe. <laughs> I won't. 
love him, dude. He looks, he's great. That's great. Um, but yeah, the sweeping shots, the, yeah. the the way that they take chances with the camera angles, yeah, yeah. I love that. That yeah. is my inspiration. That yeah, I I like you know, I like movement. And I like movement to a certain extent where it needs to be motivated. Mm-hmm. I don't like seeing movement where it's unmotivated right. and like just what's the I gotta point? move. I gotta move what's around. Like what's the point? Like mm-hmm. I've seen that and I see I feel like I see it more now than I ever did in my whole life. It's like the Paul Greengrass effect, the Michael yeah. Bay effect. And even the... even like gimbals. People just overuse gimbals. It's like let's just put it on a gimbal and like use it. I'm like, but why? Mm-hmm. Like What's the point of what's it? What's the point of the gimbal? It's like, like are you getting coverage just yeah. because you want to have the coverage to save your editing? Yeah, but even or are you pulling yeah. a, like a real DP move, and you're like, "This is the shot." Yeah, this will be the shot that plays yeah. out the edit. This there is the go. shot that will play yeah. out. You know what I mean? Like that sort of filmmaking and prep work. Yeah, it takes your filmmaking to a whole other level. Oh yeah. When, oh. You, when you're not just like, I'm going to shoot it coverage. I'm yeah. going to shoot, okay, we're in this place. Okay, you're going to get a camera this way, a camera that way, and then we're going to get one of the wide, and then we'll do it all over again from a couple different angles. Yeah. I get it. That's yeah. coverage. Whatever. Yeah. But when you're actually like, this will be this this is the full shot. And then, like, Spielberg is so good yeah. at staging. Yeah. He's like, a, he'll, a, like, that Spielberg one he'll start off yeah. one in, like, the, the foreground, yeah. and then he'll move the camera, and somebody will step in, and they're in the midground, and then he'll do his line, and then another one. They'll move the camera again. He's just so good at it. Because blocking is the most – people so forget good. about blocking. And that's the, that's the beautiful thing about Gordon Willis also is if you watch Gordon Willis films, and you, he worked with uh, Woody Allen too, but mm-hmm. the blocking is very vital to mm-hmm. his films. He'll keep it on a sta- He'll keep it on a static shot. Like there's a beautiful shot. I think it's either Manhattan or Annie Hall, Hall mm-hmm. when they have the two individuals on the wide and one's underneath a light like reading a book and like Woody Allen comes down the spiraling staircase I think that's Manhattan in Manhattan then. because that is uh, just yeah. a visual it's a visually like, it's like a painting it is a painting and all he does is you have it on that static shot and all that movement's happening from the character and you don't have to see everything also like and he I, shot New York so romantically oh too my God. like you know how New York is super gritty you watch yeah. like Mean Streets or something and you're oh, like yeah. oh this is gritty and then you watch a movie like Manhattan and you're like god I want to go there it's so beautiful oh my god I I you know that's what I miss about like and we'll maybe talk about this we'll talk about this in the second half about the film community sure. and stuff like that cuz and I think that's what's missing Mm-hmm. And, we'll, and I'll try to elaborate more. But going back to you, though, because sure. we went on a very long tangent. Sorry, but guys. A very, a very in, important tangent, I think, too. <laughs> I hope you guys like movies. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, I mean, that's important. I think people who like like the show would like movies. But you, sir, yeah. you want to act, right? Uh, well, originally. Uh, originally. And then you, after seeing Gangs in New York, you go, I want to be a director. Right. So you start writing for yourself. Right. So what happened with that? Uh, okay, so I've, I've been. My whole plan is to do shorts, get yeah. really good at shorts, enter them into festivals, Sundance, Con, stuff like that. Yeah. And then I want to make, you know, uh, a feature, mm-hmm. and I want I want to do it well. I want yeah. to have a good first feature. I don't want to have it kind of like spread too thin, mm-hmm. not enough budget, yeah. not you know, not the right actor or whatever it is. Yeah. I'd like to you know have a really solid first feature. Um, there is actually I wanted to mention this. There's there's yeah. a film challenge that's coming out with Got Films. Oh yeah, Jeremy the, the Settles. Seven seven seven, right? Seven 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 film challenge. My buddy Ben Stober mm-hmm. um, was telling me about it. And that is a chance for seven filmmakers in, yeah. in the county to get a seven thousand dollar shooting budget yeah. for production and then a three thousand dollar budget for post. Yeah. And you have to shoot a feature within seven days mm-hmm. with seven crew members. So it's quite a challenge, yeah. But it's actually kind of like a really kind of cool 
a blessing, if you yeah. will, because nobody is doing that for filmmakers in Vegas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have the Mahals, yeah. which they'll do big kind of B movie horror, right? right? I'm gonna hold which you the, on this. Well, right. well I'm not. Yeah. I, know, I know exactly right. where you're going. I'm not going to go too deep right. into it. But the, the, you'll have something like that. Yeah. And they'll. F- I've seen them fund. Yeah. Like filmmakers for like ten grand. Yeah. To do like smaller this sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So this is kind of a chance for not just one or two. This is a chance for seven, seven. Yeah. filmmakers <laughs> that are hopefully experienced enough to kind of make something yeah. happen. So I'm excited about that. I, I don't. I don't know. They're going to choose when I think at the middle of the month. I, I just but. heard about this recently, and I know by the time like you know Ben's podcast, because Ben's gonna come on the and the more times the end of the month, and Ronnie Lloyd oh, Nelson nice. was on the podcast. He mentioned it too. Okay, and you're you're on the podcast now, and you guys you three kind of mentioning it. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is like not the funny thing, but the the thing is like these are evergreen. So by the time people hear it, it's gonna be done. But hopefully yeah. it'll be done well enough. Well, and hopefully we'll get in. We'll get in. <laughs> you'll get in, and also on top of that, it's it's you guys talk about it so much that they do another one. Yes, so that's, that's that's gonna be the hopeful Absolutely. thing about this. So. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with that. I mean, mm-hmm. I have no ideas, so I'm not going to enter it. It's like a, it's like a 48 hour yeah. film, I, I, but I, it's seven days, and you get seven G's and yeah. and an extra three for for post. Yeah. If you have, if you have an idea, I, I've always had an idea worth it. of doing like, uh, you know, like golden tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Where I send you a golden ticket, mm-hmm. I send, let's say, and seven other people golden tickets. Mm-hmm. But like when you open your golden ticket, you're not you you get a role mm-hmm. in the film. So you're basically let's say the editor. Mm-hmm. Someone else is the director. Someone else is like the DP. Someone else is the writer. And you all have to come together and make a, a movie that way. It's kind of like the forty eight hour, but yeah, but with you but you have a longer time. You to do were it. like, this is your role. Yeah, that's your role. And this and is you can role. make whatever movie you want. And you also have to work together as a team. And it also just brings in collaboration. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, but maybe if you, you should t- get on it. John. If you want to take it, I, hey, hey, hey maybe I, we should I, work I, on something together. <laughs> collaborate. There First, go. let's get in this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, feature film. Uh, my my whole thing is to make big budget. Yeah. yeah. Blockbuster type movies. Understandable. So you got to kind of work your way up. Yeah, yeah. You know. So me and my me and my screenwriting partner Mike Ross. We're working on a feature now that we're writing. Mm. It's based on David Ray Parker, The Toy Box Killer. The Toy Box Killer, interesting. Yeah, based on a true story. And this guy was this psycho in Elephant Butte, New Mexico, and he okay. would like drug these young women. Wow. And with the help of his daughter. Yeah. And take them back to like his Wait, air conditioning trailer. His, his so, daughter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, who's like, you know, thirties or something like that. And uh, so we were like, oh, man, I, this really was touching. I was like, oh, yeah. man, I really want to I want to tell this story. But I didn't want to just tell it like, uh, I don't know, from his perspective, yeah, yeah. I guess. So we actually kind of made it about a mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. So really the whole movie is about a mother and daughter moving to a new yeah. city. The mother has some drinking issues, but she gets kidnapped by a serial yeah. killer. And the daughter's got a... Oh, it's got to band together with her new friends and find out where her mom's at. Uh, so I like this. Yeah, yeah. It mixed with Texas Chainsaw, mixed with uh, Goonies. All right, Stand I, by Me kind I, of. Stuff. I like it because I mean I also like. This might sound like really weird, but I like the serial killer like stories in yeah. a weird way because they're very fascinating. Right. Like there's one I want to watch on Netflix about the the London Ripper, the one from the '80s. I think I watched that. Did you actually. watch that? Was I think it good? I did. It was actually really good. Okay. Yeah. It was. It just came out right. Yeah. It just came out. I haven't. I haven't had a chance to because I also got sidetracked with Blown Away, and uh, Forged with Fire. Oh yeah, yeah. Have did you, seen... you watch? No, I haven't. Did you watch the one with the the Zodiac? Was it the Zodiac Killer or no? It was the Summer of Sam guy. Yeah, uh, I saw the movie. You know what I'm talking about? It, but it was. It's a documentary. It just came oh, out really? on Netflix. 
that is crazy. Oh, man. Intense, yeah. man. Watch that. Oh, did like, you see the one yeah. about the guy who killed his wife and two kids from Colorado or something like that? Bro, Chris Watts. Yes. Chris Watts Chris and Jeanette Watts. and Janae or Watts. Such a ta- sad story, man. Sad I actually want to turn that into a short film. That, like, even like the crazier part about that. Why is, do you do something like that out of nowhere? The crazy part about that is the, just the get lady, divorced. The lady he he was cheating on looked like his wife. <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> is? What in I mean, God's even green earth. You don't need to kill them. No, her. just get a divorce, but, dude. But it sounds like from what like the story is too. He lost it. He just she, lost I think it. she was pushing him probably mentally. It. But apparently too, like there's more that the the um, documentary left out. They filed for bankruptcy apparently oh, at one wow. time. Oh wow. Um, because like she didn't have a job and she was and she just that's the thing. Like she just got a job apparently when when that whole the whole stuff started hitting the fan with them too. Uh-huh. Like there's a lot of other problems as well. Apparently that they kind of left out on, on one really? side of the thing. Yeah, to make her look better. I guess or... so, but like I I don't because it's such a tragedy. You, it is, you it's, can't it's, it's a, go it is too a deep and being like she was a terrible person. Like, blah, but, blah blah. But I, I know there's what, two sides to each story. If I story. find the article again, I'll send it to you. That'd be great because uh, it it was I I briefly because I was watching the movie at the same time while like searching it, mm-hmm. so I kind of wasn't fully invested. Sure. In like reading the actual like like the actual like a. Uh, Part article, topics yeah. of it like uh-huh. i just read the headlines of each you know like this 15 facts or something like that whatever sure. it was so yeah if i find I'll, I'll look for it again i'll definitely send it to you yeah it's nuts it, to like i think those are some of the best movies that go through you know, what it's like to have the human condition you know what movie documentary i find really there's two actually i find really fascinating there's one about kurt cobain's death I think from, I watched that the one. The one with the the private eye. Yes, I watched that one. That was they do replays, right? Yeah, or, reenactments. Like, this is basically what Courtney Love said on tape. Yeah, <laughs> she basically did it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that one's great because it's just fun. It's just funny when, when it's like <laughs> no, it's like there's no slander here. It's like literally it's on tape. Yeah, that's what the, she said. The other one that I find really fascinating, and someone saw that, and I told, it was the being becoming John Bonet or being really? John Bonet. I've I've saw. The advertising, yeah. but I didn't so actually watch it. What's fascinating about that? It was the ki- the brother that did it, right? Aren't they? Isn't that what they're saying? Um, it's just theories all around, mm-hmm. I think. But basically, they take actors from that town mm-hmm. and they put them in the role of John Bonet, the husband, the wife, and the 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 brother. Wait, I do remember this. Yeah. And they cast them all, right? They cast them all, all in the documentary. And they show casting yeah. them all, and they and yes, they and I they kind of rewind. And it's great because it's everyone's interpretation of how they think so and so read the like said the lines oh, and wow. stuff like that. And I just find that really fascinating because it's it's so. Interesting because you know when you read a text message when you read anything on paper mm-hmm. you read it a certain way And if I gave you the same paper, you're gonna read a different way That's true. And it just watching that documentary. I was like this is very fascinating like cuz again It's everyone's interpretation of what happened like oh, I think she would say it like this mm-hmm. and I think she would say it like this and this is how like and I'm like what the frig really happened with John Benet right. Ramsey it, it just let up a whole nother like wall like, is that on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Though. I'm gonna have to. I, I think I thought I saw that, but maybe I didn't. I think it's there was another. I know someone one. wasn't like. I know a friend of mine wasn't big on it. Do you know there was a Scientology documentary, and I forgot the guy's name, but he's a famous guy, and he's a British guy. He's really cheeky. He's got glasses. Really cool guy, but he's done a number of infiltration journalist yeah. uh, pieces. Like he he infiltrated the KKK. As a Jewish guy, he did Scientology. He yeah. did the Branch Davidian, that sort of thing. So he did Scientology, and they 
they uh what was it they hired they yeah. were casting just kind of like yeah. what was going with the joint and they they were trying to get david miscavige they were casting a yeah. person to play david miscavige and they were just pretty much having these actors yeah. read the transcripts of what he was saying yeah, behind yeah. closed doors and it is creepy Interesting. how close they got it because they had people who had left scientology yeah, and yeah. they were watching the actors they were part of the casting yeah. process and at one point, some guy has like goosebumps on his head because of how close this guy is playing to oh Miss Cabbage. And Miss Cabbage is, I don't, I don't want it to get in trouble with Scientology on this or anything. Yeah, don't hit them over yeah, my head. <laughs> they will, but he seems like a very uh, interesting person. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that there. We'll say that. Did you see Waco, by the way? Was that with Taylor uh, yeah. Kitsch? Yeah. I didn't. That- was it good? Was really good. Really, really I'm good. Have to take a look. At it that. made me actually buy the book of the dude who who, really? who wrote like uh, the uh, Thibodeau. That's his name, David. I think it's David Thibodeau or something like that. Who was mm-hmm. part of the Branch Davidians, mm-hmm. but he wrote a book about the whole thing. Oh wow! And it made me like buy the book and listen to it on Audible. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it's really it was really fascinating. It was really it was a really good show. Highly recommend because it ma- it look. makes it seem like it actually makes the Branch Davidians not bad people. Mm-hmm. And it's misguided. It's misguided, and it's like they didn't do anything wrong, except like maybe they. I don't. I think that like the gun permits weren't like correct or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But like it makes it seem like the ATA, ATF, is it? Uh, Yeah, alcohol, uh, tobacco, firearms. They didn't do anything. Like they just didn't. They muffed it. Yeah, they muffed it. The FBI and they did muff it big time. Yeah, and it got on fire, and they yeah whole thing passed away or something. Kids and stuff. Kids and all that stuff. It like was insane and. Who else is in that show? Is Miss Melissa Bonet, Supergirl? Really? Yeah, she oh, she's plays. Cute. She plays uh David David um David Koresh's wife. Oh no way! Yeah, one of his wives. Huh. <laughs> you know, I wanted to actually take a chance since I was on here. I really appreciate you you bringing me on. I wanted to see what you thought about Christian film. Christian film. Because I'm Christian. Yeah. Totally super into church and yeah, Jesus yeah. and all that. I have not seen a super awesome like a like besides like Mel Gibson's like The Passion yeah. or something like that. You don't see a lot of awesome Christian movies. Is what it, could what could change that dynamic? Do you think? What does the Christian film industry oh, need to, in order to? I feel like I'm getting in trouble if I answer this question. Um, you know what I feel like it is though. It's cheesy. A lot it's, of it's cheesy. It is cheesy. Make it, it real. Make it real. With like and then like it's you know what the thing is. I don't think they have good actors sometimes, right. and it's just so like. Like it's a you know I th- one that points into my head I don't remember the name is like when the kid falls into like yes the I forgot ice, what that's called and like the mom like oh my god my son's like yeah the girl from this is us yeah yeah I, and I'm like why would I see this movie I don't care about this kid like what <laughs> everyone has a story like I can see this in a fiction movie also like what's so special about what's gonna this? get me to go but like even that like you know I, I personally like if you're talking like. Christian movies in a sense of like Jesus and stuff like yeah. that. I love or just in general Christian. Just, even I love you know um, Jesus of Nazareth is one of my favorite. Is that Scorsese? No, that's the Last Temptation of that's Christ. Temptation. That's a really that's not really that's a Christian a, yeah, movie. No, not really. No, but <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth was a uh, I think a British um, television movie of Jesus oh, really? of Jesus Christ because you know they have Jesus of Nazareth, you have the King of Kings, you have. Um, Didn't you and McGregor play him? You the played the in like, forty yeah, yeah, days yeah. of something, something suffrage like, yeah, of forty days like of that. Jesus. I actually went to Sundance and I saw like a talk with him there, and I wanted to see that movie, but and then it finally came out, and I haven't just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but, but like you know, just uh, like I don't know. Christian Do they movies? need explosions? No, they don't need explosions. Big I think they just fight need, battles. I, no, 
Yeah, well, yes, yes. Let's why say, not? Yeah, why not? What would be a good Christian film that somebody would want to see? You know, I'm, like who, who did? It's not even a Christian film. It's more of a Jewish yeah. sort of thing. Exodus, Gods and Kings. Ridley yeah. Scott did it. Why can't we do something like that on that level? Even like the uh, you know Ten Commandments is that good too? You know, like look at oh that. yeah, Charleston yeah. Heston. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah. then again, that's not really a Christian it's, movie. It's, it's a what I've heard. It's a Hebrew. Type. What I've what I've heard though about Christian movies too is like they're very like cheap as well they just want to get it done and like have that return on investment too there's a movie yeah that's based on that have you heard of this no it's i a have a new not. movie and it's like two producers it's like a yeah. rip off a of producer or something and they're trying to make a crappy christian yeah. movie so that they can make money off of yeah. it yeah and i think they're it, the process changes them or something like that interesting something. yeah but yeah, yeah. like I, that's a real thing yeah that is a real and thing. and that's why the christian yeah. film industry is probably suffering yeah and it's because they're taking these low budget trying to make a quick turnaround because they know that to be honest christian audiences will yeah. go spend money on a christian movie i believe it they really will i mean anyone will spend money on a movie if it's but good. not just any exactly nobody's just yeah. gonna go see a movie that sucks yeah. even if it's christian you're I'm, gonna get your diehard yeah. christians that'll go see it mm -hmm. whether it sucks or not yeah. and they won't tell you it sucks because they're polite <laughs> but but you're gonna get some real people yeah. that are gonna be like come on what's what's up you know that's what we do for it's, a living it's i don't want to see a movie with kirk cameron i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> he did fireproof which wasn't that bad <laughs> Well, they didn't do like those other ones where like the world ends or something like that. Uh, left behind. Yeah, left behind. He did, I think, two of them. Yeah, they're all right. But Nicholas like, Cage did one too. Yeah. It was way worse. <laughs> but maybe like if you're if you're gonna make a Christian movie, maybe make something, find more of a connection with people than like these like oh my god, my son was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I've just prayed to God, and mm -hmm. luckily enough, this happened. I'm like, I don't know. Find me something more to that. Like, like even like look at like, I don't. Maybe this might come off wrong but like remember the titans that's not a christian movie but there's a story to that and there's an, like you know it's like christian tones it's christian tones like morals morals yeah give me better morals to it instead of like like i said like si simon birch i think i mean that has tones to it as well like i don't know like simon birch might be a stretch i haven't seen that in forever i'm really pulling that out of my ass um Maybe even something like Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, you yeah. Know? There you go, yeah, Forrest like Gump. Like a moral, morality story. Yeah, like so it's more about morals and like judgment and like figuring out one's path. Mm -hmm. And I think like finding a better balance of good and evil mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, like not... Maybe they need to be a little bit more gritty. Maybe. What, what if you saw like a Tarantino type film, but it was like a Christian movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would well probably, done, well done, yeah. and about real issues that Christians have to deal with. Yeah. Like nobody's perfect. Yeah, no one is like, perfect. Yeah, you have to believe, and yeah. that's that's a heavy thing to believe yeah. in something that, you know, I, I mean, I believe because it's he's showed yeah. me in in my life every day that he, yeah. he's real. But for other people, they don't know if it's a, an imaginary friend or not. You know right? what I mean? Yeah. So if you were to show him a piece of art that kind of was like a testimony piece, mm -hmm. I think that's probably Just something. I'm actually working on a short. Okay, it's my next short. It's it's called the sand nigger. The sand nigger. I know. Yes, and it's very it's kind of a thing. But right. that's what that's what I was called when I was yeah. growing up. Why were you called that? Because I'm Arabic. Oh, okay. Arabic and and uh, and white, oh. pretty much. So that's what they call us. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, is pe people you know that are want to yeah. be derogatory about yeah. it or whatever. And the whole the kind of the the story of it is is like an uh, a Arabic man, mm -hmm. a father who's yeah. kind of running his family, and his son is growing up. And he comes from a culture of where certain things are certain. Yeah. You know, he might not be the perfect Muslim, yeah. but he has to follow it because of his his yeah. culture. And the son secretly is learning about Christianity. 
and he's secretly is studying. Is this based on a true story? Not really, because okay. my mom was Catholic, okay. and I grew up Catholic, <laughs> no. and so my dad never had a choice <laughs> on what I was going to pick. Right, just, just make sure. But I thought, I think that it is something that somebody's yeah. dealing with somewhere, yeah. you know, and it, it touches me. And so he pretty much has to kind of deal with what it means to grow up and be an Arab American male in America mm. with dealing with his father's strict old school religious dogma. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's like it, it I want it to feel like an August Wilson see, like type that, play. That that's something I would see. It's it's about humanity. Yeah, the, it's con- about humanity. the human condition. Yeah. About dealing with the yeah. dichotomy inside of yourself of who yeah. am I? What is my identity? Who, asking who, questions. Who is make, my God? Yeah. That's kind of that's, that's my next. That's one. A, quite, that's that's something I would I'd rather see than than again someone falling into ice and going. <laughs> Try to throw it in your yeah. face, like, like be Christian or you're going to hell. I prayed every day and it worked. <laughs> I want to see that movie actually. I do. Yeah, no. <laughs> and the trailers are so cheesy too. That's what I think turns me off completely about those movies. They're so bad of trailers. They're so like like even I can only imagine. I would never see that movie in my lifetime. <laughs> Like and I, then after watching the trailer, like, you're like for sure even, never gonna watch even it. Even like you know what I mean? Like I know that's a Christian movie, but like I'd rather watch a Star Is Born because I feel like that has more dude. Moral, that's, that movie moral is vowels. awesome. Like that has more value and more like human conditioning about mm. like a like person. realness, realness. Almost. Yeah, like like the, nothing's perfect. It may I cried seeing that movie, and I don't cry often mm. in movies, but I'll admit it. I cried seeing a Star Is Born, and mm. I wasn't the only one in the theater. Yeah, who cried. no, absolutely. Like I like yeah, that movie is like. Uh, and that's been remade, I think, four times, four times right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did a great job. Great job. Who who directed it? Bradley, Bradley Cooper? Cooper. Yeah, fantastic, huh? Oh, yeah. He's he's an actor that stepped into a be, yes, being a great there you director. Go. There you go, Bradley. Co- what Perfect. did he do before? Well, he what did, did he direct as well? He didn't really direct anything. I don't yeah, know. he that did. That was his first directing role. No way. Yes way. Really? Yes way. Whoa! I saw him in Silver Linings Playbook. And I thought David O. Russell film, yeah. and I thought to myself, this guy's a whole new level. Yeah, because like, he kind of looks like oh, he's like post good-looking, yeah, leading male. He's gonna choose these roles, but then he chooses these yeah. ones that are like off. Think about like and the what, Rocket Raccoon. Think about like this though too. Like he did Wet Hot American Summer. That's right. He did like all these other like Wedding Crashers. Yeah, like, he did all oh, these yeah, kind of did. weird comedies, and then finally he broke through at what post was Hangover. it? Was it I the Hangover? Hangover really. That really did. Yeah. Even Limitless, too, to an extent. Limitless was really yeah. good. De Niro was in that, right? Yeah, De Niro was in that, I too. actually really liked that That's movie. That's a good movie, yeah, yeah. Did you watch the show? Uh, no, but I heard Bradley Cooper's in the show. He's in the first episode, yeah. I think, or yeah, he's something. like the President of the United States or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. It was actually a pretty cool show. Yeah. I, I, Everybody it, wants to have, take was, a drug and, like, Minority Report, you know what I mean? They always you cancel wanna... good shows anyway. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, and leave bad ones on, like Gotham. <laughs> what, uh, what, oh, speaking of that, what are some shows? What are some shows I like? Yeah. Game of Thrones? Not really. I didn't like no? it. No. Breaking I, Bad? I like Breaking Bad. I liked... Oh, okay, so if I... Entourage? Uh, you know, I didn't watch Entourage, but like... You didn't watch Entourage? Not really, no. Victory! I watched... Well, I didn't really have HBO at the time, and I didn't watch a lot of HBO. Um, I love Entourage. I love Daredevil. That was great. Oh, Daredevil was that really was, good. Daredevil was really good. Um, Breaking Bad, obviously. I like The Flash. I'm a sucker for Flash. The Flash. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was good. Arrow? Green Arrow? Arrow. Uh, I hear I good like things Arrow. about yeah. that. Yeah. I only watched the first three seasons of it, and then like it was one of those things where I watched it on Netflix because uh-huh. I catch it there, and then like they didn't have the fourth season on yet, so I had to wait, and then I just forgot about it. But like even Parks and Rec is great. I love Parks, Parks and, Rec, and Rec, and I loved Community. I, I had oh, yeah, appreciation yeah. for Community, and uh, even uh, again, The Office was another oh, great one. That's great. what you watch religiously all the time, all and the it makes time. you. It's like a comfort. Yeah, e- comfort. Honestly, show. you want to know another one's a guilty pleasure. There's two of them. What's that? 
well, obviously Home Improvement. Oh yeah, that was great. Oh, 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 oh. Full House. Oh yeah, Full House. I own Fuller whole, House or Full House. Full House. But full I did house. like I did like Fuller Cut House. It out. Yes, I did like Full House. Fuller House, but I think. That could have been better. They kind of lost the it, magic a little it bit. It lost the magic. It's it, like Transformers 2. Yeah. Transformers was great. Magic. Well, and then also, Transformers Rider 2. Rider Strike 2 for Transformers 2. That didn't oh, really right. Well, didn't so. he just lock them into a room? Robert Orkey and uh, who's the other? Alex no Kurtzman idea, and yeah. Robert Orkey. And they just locked him in a hotel room for like three weeks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It didn't work out. Um, yeah. It about, definitely did not. What, what about you, TV shows? Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Huge yeah. Game of Thrones fan. There's too many characters for me, I feel like. The that, last season, they muffed it hard. Oh, yeah. That was terrible. Just they ruined a great character. I watched Daenerys. the last season. That was the funny thing. I watched, That's probably why you don't like it. I didn't like it before that. I I tried to watch it three other times. Which I seasons? Got first season, just to start That's off. That's the thing. The first season, yeah. unless you are really into it, the first season is like a precursor yeah. to everything. The third season. If yeah. you can get past the first and second, <laughs> third, fourth, and fifth, they are yeah. amazing. That's like Doctor Who, actually. Let me go back. I like yeah. Doctor Who. Like the first season with Eccleston. Yeah, yeah. I watched four episodes and I was like, I'm gonna skip the tenant. I know tenant. I've seen a few of his episodes. I watched tenant. I loved it, and I continued up till is like tenant. No, no, no. That's uh the guy who's in Churchill or Church, Church Broad Church. Yeah, bro, bro Michael Church. Tenant. No, no, David Tenant. David Tenant. Then there, there's the guy before David Tenant. Yeah, with the is yeah. that the guy with the leather jacket? Yes, yeah, loved him. I, yeah, he was the the one that he, they brought back after like ten years of not doing it or something. No, they didn't bring him back yet. No, no, no. Like when he originally did it. Yeah. He, they hadn't had a new doctor in yeah, a while, right? A while. For like the, yeah, a few like, seasons or yeah, something. Yeah, a handful of years. And then they brought, they him, brought him back. back. He was yeah. blew it apart. I yeah, loved his rendition. I, I, his rendition, like, I had to get used to it. Because I watched. He's kind of a little crazy, a little off. Because eccentric. The first two ones I saw were Smith and, and Tennant. Which they're. Which they're phenomenal. Like, Tennant yeah. blows out. Tennant's great. I think Tenet's he's probably great. the best. Tennant's like the, like the tenth doctor. He's like the greatest. But Matthew West is good too, though. Matthew Smith, you mean? Matthew Smith. Matthew Smith's good too. Matt Smith's great. And, um,. Hey, those that up to Matt Smith's ending is great. I feel like wasn't it kind of tragic the way that they kind of sent him off because they made the girl right? No, they made that through Capaldi. Oh, yeah, oh, and, and the I, older guy. Yeah, the older guy, and yeah. then became the girl. And now yeah. it's gonna be a black guy. I don't know. No one or knows. black girl. Like you know, the oh, it's funny since since that like since she's taken the mantle, that lady. There's been so many rumors of her leaving already, mm. and like so many rumors of Chris Cannell, can whatever coming back. Yeah, uh, not not uh, Chris Cannibal or Can whoever writes it now. Mm. The guy who's a showrunner, which is kind of funny because someone posted a video of him talking bad about like the showrunner, the executive producers from like the Sylvester McCoy era, mm -hmm. and talking about the same things that people are complaining about today. Really? <laughs> yeah. What and, are the chances of that? Yeah. It's art just, reflecting. Yeah, art reflecting art, life. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so Doctor Who is good. What about okay? What about some Kubrick films? All right, let's go. With Kubrick. That's kind of okay. a classic thing. I love Clockwork Orange. Fantastic. Fantastic. They, they, space Space Odyssey. Two thousand one Space Odyssey. Two thousand one. I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen all of it. I've, I mean, I've watched uh, you know Full Metal Jacket. I've oh, seen that's another good Barry one. Lyndon's beautifully shot, beautifully. Oh yeah. Uh, Doctor Borlo, Strange and the Love Doctor Bomb. Strange Love is great Fantastic. too. Fantastic. Yes, but but even like um, what was it like? Going back to uh, Clockwork Orange, mm -hmm. what's oh the Shining also too? We can't oh, forget about that. But so like, fantastic. Uh, Clockwork Orange. The the problem with that movie is that they forget the twenty first chapter. What 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 was the twenty first chapter? So in Anthony Burgess wrote twenty one page a twenty one chapter book. Mm -hmm. In the twenty first chapter, they took away from the English book. And this uh, is the, the Shining. US, no, the, the Clockwork Orange. Oh, okay. They took away the twenty first chapter in the U S. version. What was of in it? it? Was he so like basically Alex grew up? 
Alex became a grown up and dealt, and he said, "This isn't funny anymore, and I don't want to do." This. Basically, he went back to like you know his whole like I'm gonna knock on doors and have a ultra violence, ultra violence. But yeah. then he realized like wh- like then he saw his friends. He, what am, what I, am do- I doing? Yeah, what am I doing? And that's basically the end of the book. So he grow. He finally how did accepts they it end it though? Up. He was in a and, hospital, and, the and ending, they were like saying he was rehabilitated. Yeah, like, oh, I was fine, all right. And then it's like that cut of the women fighting in the sand. Yes. Yeah. What did that mean? That means he wasn't fine. He wasn't done. Yeah, but like if you again, if you and they ruined Beethoven for him. They ruined Beethoven completely. That was an intense. Like he said that the the eye things yeah. that he had in his eyes were really like yeah they cut him they cut his iris or like yeah. scratched his iris something maybe cornea intense. or something like that. Could you imagine getting into a fight with uh, Stanley Kubrick and being like, "Yo, my, my eyes hurt." Yeah. Did you hear? <laughs> like, He's like, uh, "Shut the heck up." They sh- they played chess for two weeks. And like he didn't get paid for it because he was just playing chess or something like that. <laughs> no. Like Stanley was him and Stanley would always play chess, uh-huh. and like apparently he didn't get paid for it or something like that. <sighs> it was something funny. It was kind of funny. There's another good uh, Malcolm McDowell movie called If. If you ever watched that, If. Yeah. No. That's a, like it's kind of like this fantasy like, but it's like I saw it once and I I watched it again, but like basically like there's like. So he's at a school, but he has also fantasies about like killing people at school and stuff like that. Whoa! And other things like yeah, it's it's kind of intense. Interesting. Like, yeah. So that's pretty crazy. It's a very interesting movie. If so, uh, Kubrick, mm-hmm. two thousand one Space Odyssey. Yep. I think that one in itself, the way that it starts off at early human civilization, yeah, the monolith, yeah. goes into them finding something on the moon, yeah, and then them being in a space station, and then he dies. Like connects with the computer, yeah, and becomes the star child at the very end. And then did you watch 2010? There is right. Yeah, the year I haven't contact. watched it. Did they make a movie? Yeah, they made a movie called 2010. The with, year we made contact. But is it with some of the same people from the first one, you or know, is it I a don't totally, know. It's different, totally different? I know because it's not I think, Kubrick. I think Roy involved. Scheider's in it actually. Really? Yeah. Was it good? Did you watch it? No, because the the I remember it because it has the baby on the Front cover. Box. Okay. On the on the box, and I remember seeing that as a kid in like movie and uh, blockbuster and like Easy Video, which was another rental. Right, place. Easy Video, yeah, yeah. So Hollywood Video. Oh man, I'm a fan of Hollywood Video. Yeah, always blockbuster. Yeah, always. Blockbuster. I worked at blockbuster. You, know, you did? Yeah. All right, that's why you're a cinephile. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. You know, I hate to say it though, but sometimes Hollywood Video would have more selection. Really, I think more older movies. I think Blockbuster had better selections sometimes too. Depending Maybe it on depends on the store. Yeah, I was going to say depends on the store. I was over on Green Valley yeah. and Sunset. Okay, I over I'm because just I was Jersey, the Art yeah. Institute. Okay, and yeah, so yeah. I would leave school and go work at Blockbuster. All right, this is so bad. I <laughs> on a Christmas day. Yeah, I was supposed to work at Blockbuster. Oh. And I didn't show up. Oh, that boy. was the last day I worked at Blockbuster. <laughs> I felt so bad, dude. <laughs> but then again, Blockbuster kind of went out of business yeah, like, like a year two, later. <laughs> two weeks later, they're out of business. Like, I made the right decision. It was when I first moved out here. Like I remember that Blockbuster. There's a block. What, where was the Blockbuster? Off the off uh, Horizon Ridge around that mm, area. I think okay. there was a Blockbuster over there, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. And I remember that was either closed or going to be closed. But when I Went to go check it out. And I was like, whoa, Blockbuster's still around. Wow. This is insane. Yeah. Did uh, a bunch of sales? VHS. Oh, no, I, I actually, I lied. I didn't go in it. I went to get Pizza Hut. Mm. And I saw a Blockbuster over there. And I was like, oh, snap, a Blockbuster. In Jersey? No, in, in here. It was here. Yeah, in here. When like, was this? 10 years ago? Almost eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When I first moved out here. Isn't there still one Blockbuster? In Alaska, I it's, think. Or Texas. <laughs> I was about to say it's, it's Alaska. It's, some, it's some, somewhere like, random. Santa, some, I thought it was Oregon. That's, Oregon, yeah. I thought it was Oregon. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few that were left. I know one was Texas, one was Alaska, and one was Oregon. So I think maybe it's there'll Oregon. be a comeback. 
You know, may turn them into a club. Honestly, Why not? Right? Or a coffee shop or a cafe or something. That's what we need, though. We need a blockbuster. Like a movie. We do. Because, like. Movie bar or movie cafe. Something. I mean, there's Millennium Fandom, kind of. Yeah, but, but that's like, not a movie bar in a sense where you can go on a Saturday night with your kid and you can go, let's go pick out a movie. Buy one, get one free. I'll get a movie, you get a movie. Or, hey. Because now it's just all on Netflix. Rent, yeah, it's streaming. And, but it's not. Everything's not on Netflix. But you have to make it like Christopher. Or, no, how James. Uh, oh, Christopher Nolan does it too. But yeah. James Cameron made Avatar. Like pretty much a movie that you had to go see in theaters. Yeah. Like to make it. Well, yeah, but bang for its buck. But then that's only in the movie theaters for so many. So but we need to do that though with rentals now. Yeah. We need to figure out a way. There was there was an idea I had. I don't know if I ever said this on on a one second. It's copyrighted now. Um, what was it? So an idea was you have VR, right? Yeah. VR is big. You make a computer store or uh-huh. uh, a video store uh-huh. in. Um, in VR, in VR, like Oculus or something. And yeah, and, and you, you go pick out a movie and you go movie. watch it with somebody. And you can have people in there and like they come into your room and stuff like that. And it's every movie, like you know, what I mean, don't they do that with movie theaters in VR? I have no idea. I never, they do. I don't use VR. But my like, buddy Raf, he was yeah. mentioning that he said that he was watching movies with his friends in VR. And they were like watching some sort of the premiere of a movie, and it looked like they were in a movie theater. I was like, "Whoa, this is!" Have you seen Ready Player One? I love Ready Player One. Have that you? is the way of the future. <laughs> that <laughs> the is... way of the future. Yeah, the way of the future. Oh man, Ready what Player Two, the way of the future. Way of the future. Don't you know. The way of the future. I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese. Oh, uh, is it? Your gangs in New York. The movie? Aviator. Oh, the Aviator. Yeah. I never saw that one. The way of the future. Oh, you never seen that? I never saw. Oh, that, bro. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. A, yeah. That's a good one. Kate uh, Blanchett. Okay. Oh, fantastic. All right. I'll check it out. It's about Howard Hughes. Oh, yeah. Howard, the crazy Howard Hughes. Oh, yeah. The crazy Howard Hughes. I didn't even know he was a film director. Yeah, he was everything. No clue. He was just, every, just a nut. He's just like, hey, I'm rich. Whatever. Um, whatever I can do whatever I want. I want. Let me just. Let me crash this airplane. Let me also like blind myself <laughs> in like black and not see anything and just live in darkness. Yeah, and just watch this movie yeah. over and over until it's perfect. Oh, my God. And then never release it. <laughs> Why not? That's that's the whole actually that's the Vegas community's uh MO. Like, <laughs> think about it, man. Like everyone makes movies. Oh, yeah. And like someone said this yesterday who was on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Eduardo Robinson on. He goes, mm-hmm. I think the Vegas community is where like the indie film community is where it dies in post. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Yeah, that's actually pretty accurate because like everyone pulls out trailers. Let's just get into it right now about the film community then. Sure. Let's let's do the strengths, weaknesses and what can we do to improve. Do it. We kind of glossed over your your journey though a little bit though. I'm gonna have to ask. Let's go back. Actually, yeah. let's go back to that. Okay. Though. Yeah. Go for it. So you're doing. You're trying to make. You're working on a feature, right? You said. Yeah. Now, what about the first couple of shorts that you've done? So I've done like, I probably say like sixteen. Okay. Sixteen or eighteen shorts. What What has it been for you doing those sixteen shorts? Like, so the last yeah. five. Okay. Have been. I've been taken way more seriously. Yeah. So we've had better cameras. Yeah. Better quality equipment. Yeah. I don't want to say better actors because that's kind of a mean thing. Yeah. But like hardworking actors that are like trying to pursue this yeah. as a career. Yeah. And I feel very fortunate enough that I was able to kind of work with the people in Vegas that mm-hmm. are heavy hitters yeah. that do work a lot, you know. So I'm very fortunate in that. Yeah. Um, but it was such a good experience because I worked as a – I was uh, head of a studio. So I was working as a studio manager for yeah. MG Studio. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. And yeah. now they're over that's, at David um, Sachs production. Michael Gaskell. Yeah, my, my, I would like guy. to get him on the podcast. Oh, he's actually. a great guy. Yeah, you should have him. Yeah. I'll reach out to him and let I him will. know. Yeah. 
Uh, and so I learned a lot through them. They did yeah. a lot of commercial stuff, like yeah, yeah. action sports stuff, yeah. high end commercials, a, car commercials. A buddy of mine, Phil Long. Do you remember? Yeah, him? Phil. Phil. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. He used to work at Free Money Studios with me. Oh wow, what yeah. a good guy. Yeah, he's he was, actually really cool. He's really awesome. Uh, he's, he's very talented. He's very. Yeah. Have you had him on the podcast? No, because he lives in San Diego now. Oh, so well, you could do it. I know. I got. I, I messaged him. I I don't know if he's on Instagram anymore. I don't know if we're friends on Instagram anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I said it to him a long time ago. But I gotta, I gotta really reach out to him again, yeah. though. Yeah. So I worked as a studio manager, and mm-hmm. I worked as like the production manager. Yeah. So I would hire the crew. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'd get the client, we get the budget, stuff, yeah. all that stuff. And I was an editor too. Yeah. So I learned a lot from that yeah. on on a bigger scale. Yeah. You know, working on you know five hundred thousand dollar budgets, stuff yeah. like that. And from there, I bought my own equipment. You know, mm-hmm. like a Sony A seven S two, some some decent audio stuff, a Mavic. Yeah. You know, and went to town on kind of making a higher quality mm-hmm. short. So yeah. with that, you kind of learn the budgeting. Yeah. You learn uh, scheduling. Because mm-hmm. when you're uh, when you're doing no budget film work, you really, that's the key to being a good director and producer <laughs> is that you need to value their time. Because the, first yeah. of all, they're putting their time and effort into this and yeah. their trust into you yeah and for you to they got to believe in you you yeah. know first of all you got to have a vision you and you also have to be strong enough in order to convey that vision yeah, yeah. and you have to be aware again of what they are bringing to the table for you so scheduling yeah. is very important yep. for me like i want them to know like hey we're getting out call sheets like three weeks in advance yeah. you already know hey this is the day we shoot yeah, yeah. so it was it was a perfect run because I was establishing, I was taking the things that I learned from the big budget commercial stuff mm-hmm. and applying it to my no perfect. budget yeah. short films. Yeah. And we ended up getting some really cool stuff from awesome. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and we've won some awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily really the goal. Yeah. The goal is to get better and better every time. You want to, yeah. And work, expand who you're working with. Like, you know, there's your friends that you can work with, yeah. you know, that, you know, but then there's also that those people you never worked with that could be amazing. Yeah. And that you just don't want to, because you feel like you don't want to step out of that, yeah. that Comfort safe zone. boat, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's hard. It, it to, I don't mean to be a preach, but I do want to mention this. Peter stepped out of the boat, right? And he fell in the yeah. water. And a lot of people say that Peter failed, but yeah. he was the one that stepped out of the boat. Yeah. He was the only disciple who stepped out of the boat. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of step into a new way of thinking and yeah. a new way of seeing things. And if you have people that are willing to go on the journey with you, yeah. that they believe in what you're doing. And another part is too, is, is being an, a director, you have to almost, and I don't want to seem derogatory in this, but you have to really be aware of the ego of who you're yeah. working with Oh yeah, definitely. because you have to be able to get it out of them. Yeah. And, and, and psychology to sh- too. Psychology. You have to, Show respect, but you also yep. have to kind of get them to that level. And yeah. sometimes that's you, you go a little crazy there. Yeah. You know, you're like get quiet and and intimate with them, yeah, and yeah. you push them to that level. Uh, and if you have that that love for the filmmaking, yeah, that they do because most of these actors they're cinephiles in yeah. themselves. They love filmmakers. Yeah. And when they see that you've got a vision, that you've got a goal, and then you've got some quality projects behind you, yeah, you're gonna get that better quality of people that want to work with you and they're willing to put their time and effort. Yeah. Now when they do put their time and effort though, that is where you don't want to squander that. That's yeah. where I've seen a number myself. I've probably done it a, a number of times. I've seen younger filmmakers do it. Yeah. You, you don't take their time schedule seriously. And that is probably one of the hardest things about making a no budget film yeah. is getting everybody's schedules to lock in. Yeah. 
That is it's probably the toughest thing. It, it is besides the writing thing. the script. Oh yeah, getting everybody locked in. And if you're a producer director, and you're doing it pretty much all yourself, you have to be a likable person. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't. Like, almost, there's a guy in Entourage, which I know you don't watch yeah. Entourage, but there's a guy who's a director in it. Everybody would know who I'm talking about. I can't. Yeah. I, I, it's. It's. I have a brain fire. I can't say yeah. his name. But he was such a dick like a director he was like this i want i want uh, the the dunes of lawrence arabia to look like a freaking sandbox like that kind of style yeah, yeah. uh billy walsh that's his name <laughs> okay. billy walsh yeah you can't be a billy walsh yeah especially in this in this time in this yeah. age you have to be accessible yeah like ron howard is really good at that yeah. he just seems like he loved he's a student of yeah. film you talk to him he'll probably like he'll talk to you like for a, an hour about why you made that choice. Oh, yeah. you're saying it because society doesn't accept even, you. You even, don't accept society. <laughs> I love it. Cut print. Check the gate. <laughs> even even uh, Scorsese would buy, be like that as well. Oh, absolutely. Even like you know what? Chris Scro Nolan, Spielberg. Chris Nolan, uh, you they know, love film. Even like the directors. I've like you ever hear of the Office Ladies podcast? All the, I've heard all, of them. Yes, all the they ladies they bought like. They bought like some of the directors on the show, uh -huh. and I'm like, these guys are really nice. I would love to have a conversation with these people. <laughs> like, right. I'm like, these are like they know their stuff, and they're like, all right, and go. Like the yeah. one director, like, and I, he doesn't even say action. He goes and go and go. Yeah, I think uh, Clint Eastwood says, uh, "Whenever you're ready." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, yeah. What if are you are you a film director? Do you do directing or do you? Do, I, like what to, is, I like to direct. That'd what what is your? What do you? I, I'm more of a DP, more of a cinematographer okay. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's Very my cool. that's Who's, my cup of tea. Who do, who do you look up to? Oh, I say Gordon, Gordon Willis. Okay, that's my number one. That's right. That's, and he did yeah. Godfather. Godfather. That's Godfather right. one, two, and all the. Uh, what else has he done? Seven. Uh, he did Manhattan. He did. Uh, he did seven. No, no, no. He did um, seven. Uh, Seven Heads in a Duffel? No, 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 no. Uh, he did seven Woody Allen films. Manhattan. Oh, yes, yes. Annie Hall. Annie and, Hall and okay. uh, Manhattan. Uh, I forgot what else. Uh, what else was it? Fudge. I'm fudging up. But I'm going to need to watch some of his stuff. Yeah. His stuff's fantastic, I think, because he, he's the Prince of Darkness. Even Conrad Hall I like, too. Like, I watched ah. To Kill a Sunrise, and yeah. he shot that, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Fantastic. Like, even, um, there's another one that I'm, like, really, oh, my God, I'm. I feel I feel pressured right now. About it doesn't it feel like that? Yeah. You're like I got all these like I, I can talk movies. like, and then I'm on a podcast. Yeah. So I can't even I'm remember like out Bradley Cooper's name. Yeah, even <laughs> even Lawrence Shear I like too. The guy who did the Joker and stuff yeah. like that. He was an economics major actually. Really, he was in economics, I believe, if I'm mistaken. Why I remember and him saying. And they just decide to get into yeah, this? yeah, like he just got into it. Like it's just it's just crazy how people get into stuff like that. And like you know, even like um, who was it? Uh, like I said, Tarkovsky, even though he's not mm. a DP, but his, his like cinematography in those films are fantastic. I was getting, you know who like, doesn't get enough credit for their cinematography? Who? Who's a director? Michael Bay. Yeah, because it's stylish and it's very his commercial. Cinematography yeah. is very like. Did you watch uh, that one with uh, Ryan Reynolds? Red Six or what was it? Uh, Red something. Six Underground. Six Underground. No, I didn't see that yet. It's like the story is yeah. like so hard to follow. I yeah. had to watch it three times just to get the yeah. story, but visually yeah. it is so intense. Yeah, like I don't know. There's I think there's somebody like Christopher Nolan who does well. He does visceral uh, imagery yeah. really well, but he has a story thread, a Hoyt? really good story thread that's understandable. He was, he's been using Hoyt Van Hoyten, I think, or something like that. His name is lately the guy German guy. Uh, Dutch, I think. Okay, and then uh, he's got he's, a good look to his films. And, like, well, he dark, uses Wally Feister, who was originally a DP from the Batman movies and uh, Prestige no, and stuff he like that. Didn't. Yeah, Wally Feister. Prestige. 
It was great. Too. That yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was what Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, and Michael Caine. Yep, and Scarlett Johansson. And Scarlett Johansson. It was about yeah. magicians, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, that and that, movie was that dope. and the Illusionist came out around the same time, so it was kind but, of. But yeah, the Illusionist was not on that no, level. No, it's not level at all. That was not. No, a no, 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 but, no, no. But what's his name's really good? Yeah. Edward Norton. Edward Norton. I really do like Ed, him as a good. Edward actor. Norton's great. Yeah. Who else is another good? Um, there's someone else I really like, and I really. Um, who is it? Well, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. No, well, yeah, I Matthew, love, I Matthew love McConaughey. Dan- I love Daniel Day Lewis actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that's basically my. I like DPing and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and cinematography and all that. So that's my that's my uh, end goal, I think, that's as well. Awesome. I like to direct. I like to try directing. I think I'd be good at it. I think I know movies enough that I can understand directing. And like, yeah. I think if we're here, we'll transition now to the good, the bad, and the ugly of okay. Vegas. Well, maybe we can work on something. Yeah, huh? I'd love to work with something. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, like, you know, we talk about all these directors, something that came up to me today thinking sure. about this. We talk about all these wonderful directors. Mm-hmm. And I, just, I think now that I see this and we talk about this, mm-hmm. my eyes are open up a little bit more where people in Vegas don't appreciate these directors where they're watching these type of movies mm-hmm. to like, oh, that cinema, like Francis Ford Coppola, is another great director oh, as well. Fantastic. Like you know, what I mean, but like no one's really looking at the golden age of Hollywood, but they're looking at these Michael Bay's or right. I, I'm not trying to say Michael Bay's a bad director, but there's he's something good for like, certain there's, things. There's, there's something about the 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 movie style, like you know, like like Scorsese. There's a style there. There's a yes. There's, a, there's a something that you can tell is a Scorsese film, but they, it's not short. It's not short. You know what I mean? But it's also not like hectic. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they feel hectic and they feel like. They, no one has a like, it's, like a good like, sense of the storytelling. Yeah, there's the storytelling. The no voice, voice is gone. Yes, yeah, someone, I know what you mean. Someone on the podcast said a long time ago, we have too many directors, but not enough storytellers. Oh, and that rings true. I think every That's time really that I think true. about that too. Now, yeah, who's so, the director that directed it? The new it. Uh, Andre He's a Dutch Ma- guy, Machete, Ma- uh, or German guy, Andre Machete or something like that. Machete, Machete. Fantastic. He's great. He's doing that uh, guy. The Flash. No, he's Ooh, not. That's gonna be good. I think they got a yeah. good director for that because he has a good, yeah. like tempo and pace, and he doesn't make it. Yeah. You ever watch a movie like that? You're like, oh, this is a good premise. Yeah. This is great, yeah. and then you're in the middle of it, and you're like, falls apart. Wait, are yeah. we almost done? This is where it ends. Yeah. Ugh. What's that one movie with Hayden Christensen, Samuel Jackson, where he jumps? Jumper. Jumper. That, I didn't see that no. was from your boy Doug Liman, <laughs> yeah. who did uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But, but I love Doug Lyman in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. And he did Swingers. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow was great. I love great, that. Yeah. Tom Cruise, is he's got some movies yeah. that you like. He feels he, unlikable, yeah. but some of his movies are well, so awesome. Like um, the one movie, if I could ever do a movie, the one movie I want to do is The Long Walk by Stephen King. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. And they're making their uh, Frank Darabont had that the rights for it for a long time, mm-hmm. and then he just got he, he lost the rights. Mm-hmm. So then they just got it to like the dude who made scary stories to tell in the dark. And I'm like, really? But is that the who is that? Uh, I don't know his name. I can't pronounce it. That's not Guillermo. No, 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 no. But Guillermo, I think was he, he produce it? I think he produced it. Right. But like, it's the one with the scarecrow, right? Yeah. 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 I, I didn't see that, and like at the same time, like. There's been no word about it, mm-hmm. so I feel. Yeah, like, you're right. What happened to it? So like, <laughs> that is movies nowadays, yeah, though, dude. Like, the, you be like getting hyped for two weeks the, and then like, go straight to streaming. I've been, I've been wanting to make the long walk for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the one movie that I think would be a really interesting, fascinating movie to yeah. make as a Stephen King book. Because have you ever read the Long Walk? No. It's, What's it about? It's about hundred boys. They start in Maine and they just have to walk. For what? What's the? They they just walk. No reason. They, no re- There's a grand prize technically. Whatever they want. Whatever they want at the end. And so they have. Um, three strikes. If they go under th- four miles per hour, I believe it is, 
So they're they have out. to keep walking. What happens if they're out? They die? Shot in the head. Whoa! They get shot. Basically, not shot in the head, but they get shot and What's killed. What's the premise of it? The premise? Future I think it's, no, Hunger Games style? I think it's an alternate, like, alternate universe in a sense of, like, Germany 1. Oh. Like, there's really no, oh, wow. like... They don't really say They don't really what say, happened. but, like, it like, sounds this like... This is Ger- the world. Enjoy. Because I, like, read it. I read the... I listened to the Audible, and I'm like, I think I picked up things out. I'm like, I think they mentioned, like, Germany 1 or something like that. So, like, uh, or there's something different with Germany. Like That's kind of cool, it's, though. It's when they're setting it up, but it's they a, don't give you too much. Yeah, just it, enough. There's an interesting premise to it. It's like the Hunger... It's like one of the first Hunger Games, I feel like. Right. But it's just fascinating i'm like there's things i would like to see. like highly recommend it i've the read that long walk yeah i have to check that it's out. 300 and something pages i finished that within a day or two wow like that's how invested i it was, was in it, it huh? was in it yeah wow. and so i thought it was a great book i think it'd be a great movie and i would love to just make that a movie that's fantastic yeah because like, like a great idea like yeah all i have to do is like apparently email stephen king and x for like to the right the, the blessing or something like that really like, that's all I have to and he'd do. be like okay yeah apparently that's all I have to go do. for it kid good yeah. luck you uh, got a year yeah I have, well, maybe if more. it doesn't get optioned yeah, yeah right but who knows <laughs> what um, do you think of this new matrix coming out i don't want to talk about it really yeah I read, like I read it? the i read the plot already you already know yeah because it was on uh, it was on 4chan it was yeah Send me it. I, I want to find it again. Is it bad? It sounds terrible. Really? So oh, like that's sad. Would you like me to ruin it for you? I think so. Okay, so it'll be out. Spoiler by the alert. So by the, time, well, by the time this is out, it'll be out. I think. Really? It comes out next. It comes out this year or next year. I think so. Whatever year know. it comes out, but no, who cares? When does this come out? <laughs> this <laughs> 2030. Like September, yeah. I think. September, oh, cool. August, September, October, some around oh, cool. that time. You're in the 80s, so like I think we're in August now. Oh, if cool. I, if I'm. I don't know my dates right now. When did Joe do his? Joe, uh, he Barone. did his in November. So technically, like, or no, November, December-ish. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, we hold over. The, like, you know, I was, I'm just going hardcore on, like, Nice podcast, getting him in the can. Yeah, right? man. That's, that's good. You need to, to have yeah. consistency. Because, like, that's the only way to be consistent. That's if the only I way. If I just can them up. And, like, this month alone, I'll have up over 100. Yeah. So, like, I'll be I'll be done. That's by, awesome. I'll be done by... You'll have the whole year wrapped up. Yeah, I have the whole year done. Working on next year. Yeah. I'm going to do that already. (laughs) You're going to be like, hey, by the time you did your movie, uh, it actually already came out and you already did a new one. But at the same time, (laughs) like, it's about the journey of the person. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Too, I'll have them on again then. It's not a big deal. Well, how cool would it be if we're talking and something happens and down the line in August, like, Whoa, yeah. dude got a feature deal. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it <laughs> makes perfect know. sense. Yeah. But The Matrix 4, basically, uh, so, yeah, I can't really explain it. Like, so, does, uh, this is what I'm thinking. Does Neo inject himself back in? No. No. So he's out of The Matrix. Apparently, no, he's in The Matrix as Trinity. As Trinity? And then, what? apparently, there's a Mr. Oh, Mr. Do they do the, 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 are they doing a trans thing? Yeah, they're doing a trans thing. And then, apparently, the, I mean, the one person is, a, uh, is actually a female... Then the other person is technically an anomaly, and they don't know what it is. And then apparently, like Mr. Sanderson, I think Anderson. Yeah, no, it's San- I think it's Sanderson. Sanderson. Yeah, is, is he a mixture of Mr. Like, Smith it, and it looks Anderson? Like Neo, it looks like Keanu Reeves, but it's not. He's it's, an agent. It's some weird shit. Like, and then Morpheus is technically an agent. Is Morpheus is an agent? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Is what's his name coming back? No, Lawrence Fishman. No, some other dude. It's a different guy yeah. playing Morpheus. So yeah. This could be either the greatest thing in the last twenty the years or terrible. I just want to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's why I'm that looks good with yeah. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Th- now that is the cinematic style that the the cinematography that yeah. I like that it did. Yeah. You know that yeah. darker kind of grittier look, more yep. realistic tones. Yep, yep, yep. Who else did that? I think they did that Stranger in Super things. Eight. Stranger Things as Stranger well. Range. Yeah. Yeah. Stranger Things. Uh, did you see Super Eight? I saw. I saw Spielberg or I, no, it Abrams. wasn't a Spielberg. I saw he, he produced it. it. Yeah, I saw parts of it. I really like that movie. I, I, There's something about yeah. monster movies that if you can make the monster yeah. empathetic, 
you know, you can see their point yeah. of view. I really like those. Yeah, yeah. Like The Shape of Water or uh, known as um, the, the Banging Nemo. Uh, or I like, uh, you know what, that's, that's a very <laughs> unmemorable movie for me, I feel like. I feel like that, because she didn't talk. I remember the being shape very just, moved it, by the that The Shape movie. of Water to me is just the creature from the back, Black Lagoon. It is. But like, it's also. With sexual tones, I but guess. But it's not a memorable movie because a year after I saw it, I forgot all about it. By the time it won the Oscar, I forgot all about it. Like, you know what I mean? There's better options, like, out there than Shave of Water that should have won, I felt like, mm. that year, probably. You know, who who was it up against? Because I, I think I felt that same thing. I don't remember exactly. It's like Green Book. When Green Book won, I was like, why did this movie win? This you didn't like know? that one? You didn't like I, the book? I hate Green Book. Oh, dude, that was a good movie. I did not like that at all. I think there's better options out there than Green Book. Oh, I'm sure there are. But like, that was I liked but, Viggo Mortensen and his and Marshall Ali's... Did, uh, it just didn't feel like a best picture to me. I, You know what it was is that the Academy votes. Yeah. And it's been a tumultuous time with race. Yeah. The last 10 years. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Not a lot of black filmmakers win. Yeah. So the last 10 years, a lot have won. But that wasn't a black filmmaker. That was like uh, the... It wasn't a black filmmaker, but it was, was the Coens, surrounding... The, Coens, the, uh, the, the other guys, the Farleys. Peter Farley, I think. No. Yeah. They did the Green Book... You gotta be kidding me! I will flip if I found out that it was the Farley brothers did the Green Book. I don't think that that can't be right. <laughs> no, that's film. Uh, but it, Viggo Mortensen in that movie. Yeah, Peter Farley. Was it him though? Peter Farley who directed. But is he the Peter Farley? Dumb from and the Farley Dumber. Brothers? Kingpin. No about way. Mary. He did that. Yeah. Oh, I like that movie even more now. <laughs> so there you go. I just like the idea that, because as as being a man of color, because I yeah. definitely wouldn't say that I would be accepted into the white group, yeah. and I probably wouldn't be accepted into the black group. Yeah. I'm kind of in this weird middle ground yeah. that a lot of Arab Americans slash white slash yeah, yeah. kind of fall into. And to know that you had to have like this book yeah. to travel through the South yeah. so that you didn't get killed or that you knew where to stay. And yeah. they had sympathizers that would let you stay because you were a colored person. Yeah. Those are stories yeah, that yeah. we need. And I think that's why it won yeah. because we don't get enough of those. What was it like yeah. really like back then? Yeah, we have some, some are really great color of purple Selma. Um, I'm thinking of some uh, Malcolm X uh, do the right thing. Spike Lee, a lot of those like that will talk about those situations. That was, I felt like, with Vigo Mortensen, with his, his uh, he's kind of racist, but he's not racist. And at the end, they really get along. It's like, a, you know, driving Miss Daisy almost. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. I just couldn't get it. I couldn't, really couldn't get into it. I was trying to see what else was there. Let's see, my first Academy Award. I can't believe Peter Fairley. He, uh, he wrote that. That's crazy. Directed it. Directed it. Directed. He write it. He didn't write it. Best picture that year. Okay, I'll tell you what. It should have won. There was um, Green Book, mm-hmm. Black Klansman, Black Panther. Oh, the Black Klansman. That was Bohemian good. Rhapsody. Black Panther. Yeah. Was that for best picture? Roma. Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, Star, Roma. A Star is Born and Vice. And oh, okay, okay. So like a Star is Born. Yeah. Vice. Vice. Is that the one with uh, Russell uh, Crowe? No, that's the uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. But like, but the, like the crazy thing is, Alfonso Cuarón won for Roma. So usually, when when you win for best director, you win for best picture. Right. So and Roma was great. And they did not win best. No, picture. No, they didn't win best picture. And even like I, I totally thought like, 
I think Bradley Cooper got robbed that year because I think A Star is Born. I think they were thinking like what they did with Leo is like he's got to earn his. Yeah, and I think he's doing like I think he's making a movie about all that jazz basically. Really, Bradley Cooper or like the dude it's based on. Um, But yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching that. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about a remake of Back to the Future? Let's not boot. They're not going to do that. Why not? Because Zemeckis and uh, I know Bob he said Gale, he won't. Yeah, I know, no, they but... own the rights till they're dead. Well, what, well, what happens when they die? Well, then I don't know, but I think you can't. I think you can't touch that movie it's for like another twenty years. Thirty. Thirty. Yeah, that's Be- terrible. Because, because imagine though what you could do with Back to the Future well, now. Think well, not just that, but like the timeline of what happened and when it when it happens. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, is like perfect. But what if you could play a little bit with the old Back to the Futures too into the new one, <sighs> like little like homages and maybe like a, I get. I mean, you can like do the you have tw- to do you really can, you well. You can do the Twin Pines Mall and like that. But the thing here's the thing, like or like see the old do, DeLorean if somewhere. If you or something. do Back to the Future, like right, remake it. Think about when the fifties were, about the time period of that. Mm-hmm. Think about like the time period of the eighties. They blend very well together. Yeah, if you do that's a true. remake. How, what would you do? Nineties? You, you can't. You can't do the nineties. What if you went further? Because they did old west. What yeah, if you went but, further? But the old west was a a a, a setup from from the f- first movie or second movie. Oh, it was because of his dad, right, or his no, uncle? No, it's for the doc. Doc always mentioned he liked the old west. Oh, that's right. Well, they like they probably already had the story all planned out by the time they hit the second yeah, one. Yeah, like they had they had an idea from that. And yeah, it's it's. A, that's a tough I don't one. even know where you would go with you it. You can't. I don't know. You can't. It's but tough. There, it's tough to crack that code. Yeah, you could go somewhere. Yeah, I just don't know where. I don't know where either. I would um, love to see it. Or a new Indiana Jones. They are making a new Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford. That started. That's yeah. with Sam. Uh, who did the? Is he not? James he's not Mangold. directing it. Sam though. James Mangold's directing it. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. James Mangold, three ten to Yuma. Yeah. Dude, talk yeah. about blocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His blocking in that movie was fantastic. Christian Bale. Yep. Oh yeah, he did Logan too, right? Hey, Logan also. James Madigan. Yeah, solid. So they me. have yep. a great director in the helm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love him. He didn't he do Night and Day with Tom Cruise and Ke- yeah, uh, Cameron Diaz? I don't know exactly. That was one of those movies where you're like, this is gonna suck, and, and then you watch it, and you're like, good. Yeah. whoa, <laughs> Cameron Diaz. It, we all it's... went back to Cameron Diaz. <laughs> this, podcast, that, this whole podcast started with Cameron Diaz. Started at Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Ends almost like him. <laughs> I love it. But um, yeah, man. All right, but about the let's talk about the film community. Now. Part three. Yeah. Part is it part two? Part two. Part two. Part two. So yes. let's talk about the strengths, and weaknesses, sure. and what can we do to improve. So sure. what have you seen through your eyes, as a man who's worked with you know commercials and stuff like sure. that, and even like in the indie f- world, you I think you have a very interesting uh, you know, scope. Sure. Uh, there's definitely I know, what listening to the podcast. Yeah. Being friends with Joe, there is a clickiness yeah. that I think we've talked about a number of times. Yeah, um, and I think that's just coming from a place of where people feel safe. Yeah, you know, yeah, they've been screwed enough times by people, and they're like, "Oh, I worked with him; he's reliable, so I'm going to do this." Yeah, um, is that the best? Probably not. Yeah, but I think that there is the sense that there are filmmakers that yeah. want to see local filmmakers succeed. Yeah, yeah, because I've probably. Nowhere else except for L.A. have I seen the film community come together to want to work on other people's projects yeah. for free yeah. to just give their time yeah. to, to learn about things, to experience it, yeah. to be a part. Yeah. And I like doing those things. I like working on other people's stuff for free mm-hmm. at, at any position. Yeah. I've 
I've probably been doing this now for only like 17 years. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Since middle school. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Literally. K.O. Yeah. Knutson. I was learning how to do newscasting. Yeah. Um, so I can pretty much do probably any position within a certain point. Yeah. Um, and just do it, you know, yeah, yeah. and just be a part. And I've, I've met so many great people by doing that, Yeah, you know, and a lot of people, some, there is, there are the, you know, the Rusty Myers is out there that <laughs> don't say his name because it'll, they, it'll bug me on the fucking, they pot. want, well, they want to yeah. do good work. I have to cut that out now. Thanks. <laughs> what? Well, okay. <laughs> no, they want to do good work yeah. and they have a passion for it, but they don't necessarily have the social skills yeah. to make that happen. Like, yeah. I want to be in movies. I'm sorry. I'm just, but you're a jerk, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that might not even be rusty. Rusty actually has done uh, cool stuff with me. Yeah. He's, he's been nice and he's done exactly what I've said. Yeah. He's helped out for free and yeah. he's come on and, you know, and, and people have their personalities and that's a big part of yeah. it is having to deal with other people's yeah. personalities. That's probably why a lot of filmmakers work with people that they know. Yeah. Cause they're like, Oh, I know your personality. Yeah. We can work together. That's oh, true. I but, don't uh, know. But a lot you. of the filmmakers here, I think, work with their friends, and that's, they do. That's the that's the issue here, I think. In and the, it's in a the small com- city. It is a small because city. once you work on a film with somebody, you yeah. become very close with them usually. Yeah. And so you become friends you, with them. Yeah. So it's almost like you get pigeonholed. Like, I know I've gotten pigeonholed yeah. for sure. Like he always works with the same people. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I've I've actually done yeah. specifics to try to break that mold because yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't I don't want to just work with yeah. I don't mind working with them because yeah, I love I them. I don't mind either, but like you know what? But too, like, to get your stuff to the next yeah, level, you yeah. need to be able to get new, fresh faces. Exactly. You could find the next Daniel Day Lewis, and you <laughs> exactly. never knew it because exactly. you were stuck on your best and, friend who and, can't act. And even that, there's only so much you can work with your best friend. Where it's like, okay, you need to step back and go. Let me work with someone else so I can improve my social skills, what? improve my, uh, you know, my creative skills as well, Absolutely. and see what the, what how how other people work. Because well, I've is, had issues yeah. with actors and actresses like yeah. kind of making me feel bad for not casting them. Yeah. Like using that's, our that, friendship up. to, yeah. to like, Hey, I thought I was your yeah. leading lady or I thought you, I, you yeah. know, I, th- I thought we were doing this yeah. and I feel the role's not for you. <laughs> I feel like, so, well, see, that's the yeah. thing with my, the new one, the, yeah. the, the, the new, the Sandiger one. Yeah. I got my friends asking me <laughs> and they're like, Hey, you know, if you got any parts in there, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, if there are yeah. parts for them, I will give it well, to them, yeah. but I don't know if they want that because I, almost all the white people in this are racist. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, yeah, parts, I would love to do it. <laughs> I know? would love to do it. But I'm like, no, this is mostly, it's yeah. all Arabic people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, sometimes you yeah. don't have that project for them. I'm yeah. sure that happens with Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, everyone. Like, You're great. I would love to work with you. Yeah. Just it w- but, you wouldn't work for this. But one. the thing is, though, about though, like Scorsese and all those people in, the, in general too. I feel like from Hollywood, if you look at it, okay, he works. With, let's say he works with constantly Leo, mm-hmm. but there's a rotating cast of people around him. Sure, maybe the same three, but then there's always a fourth one who's different, and then like it's the same three from the last one, mm-hmm. and then fourth one's like someone's always different. There's always mixes someone, it up. Mixes it up. There's like always Goodfellas, yeah, and Casino, yeah. Different movies. Different movies. Similar people. Yep. But different but diff- ensemble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different vibe. Different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What was the question? So we talked <laughs> strengths, weaknesses, and what can we do to improve? We're trying to talk yes. about the strengths right now, but we kind of yes, kind of aimed a little bit towards the weaknesses. We did. Too. Okay. So should we do more weakness or, or go into the strengths? I think the strength is always a positive thing to yeah. talk about when yeah. you're starting out with first. People are so passionate here. Yeah. They love there are people who love film and they will bust their butts mm-hmm. in order to make it happen yeah i've seen amazing crews come together for my short film no yeah. budget nobody's getting uh paid because they love 
film. Yeah. People love film here. They were so close to LA yeah. that we really could get something going as far as like if we had a studio, like right now it sucks yeah. because it's just, it's everything streaming and we're in, co- we're in COVID, COVID yeah. you know, at the moment in February yeah, yeah. of you know, 2021. But, uh, and if we had a studio, yeah, like a, like a you, decent you sized know, backlot studio. Would you like to know where the perfect backlot studio would be? Yeah. Where? Wayne Newton's estate. Shenandoah? Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. It's for sale. Last time I checked. That would be fantastic. 30, 34 million it was asking for. But if they could get like a Warner's acres. type of yeah, studio, you, can. you could get you big can do that movies there. here. You know Because that's the yeah. problem. It's working in studios, acres. working in, working yeah. in, in a studio, we had a big studio, yeah. but we were like a weird niche. We would get smaller ones yeah and then it was either like oh we were perfect small for smaller ones to yeah. mid and then it was big ones yeah and they needed giant yeah. ones and we were just we just too couldn't small, fill yeah. that out yeah it was too small but if we there aren't a lot of yeah. places like that here if we could get a studio that actually wanted to put some money into vegas yeah. and i mean also if you do the tax breaks, because yeah. we had a really good tax breaks tax here break for a while. Weird, because like you have to have like a five million dollar budget. I think. So I that's what I'm that. saying. Yeah. Get the tax breaks good to the yeah. point of where we can Not get a big better. studio in here, <laughs> and ha- like, honestly, I am inspired by what yeah. the Mahals do. They fa- they crowdfund well. Yeah. They get their movie done. Yeah. They don't fall into production hell for yeah. like years. Yeah. They get it done. It is what it is. Yeah. But it's a movie and it's done and they're making money off the, of the it. The problem with that though too, and I always say this on the podcast, you probably heard this before, is like, you it know. It lowers the quality of what's coming out yes, of Vegas. but also the thing that's not going to get Vegas on the map is a horror film. That's the not. B, a horror movie. Yeah. Something that's going to get. It needs to be like Moonlight, like yeah, you said. Yeah. yeah. Something. Yeah. Someone listens. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> I agree though too yeah. because Takeout Girl was, And the, you I know, put all my chips in that basket yeah. still. A- along yeah. those lines, I'm inspired by yeah. Hassani and yeah. what he does and. He kind of does where he casts outside of his yeah, group. He does. He'll have a couple that he works with, but then he yep. takes a step out yeah. and he'll. I, it seems like he probably works with a casting director. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know exactly. I I, I didn't ask him when I see him again. Because yeah, I don't I'll know. If, usually, I, that's what I yeah. I like to work with is casting directors yeah. because well, they, he doesn't work that's with their the, job. He, I know he doesn't work with the film office because like he found his own locations. Oh yeah, from them instead of, like it's not from them, and it's like I found better locations than what they like, what they things, provide. Yeah, than what they provide. It. Yeah. It's like they do what they can. They do what they can, but, but it's not an LA film office. No, it's for not. Sure. They Even, do what he they said can. the Riverside Film Office in California, where he's from, is better, better than, than that. is better than that. Well, yeah, because they're they're but, so like, close but they're too. also more helpful too. Where they're like, oh, you found the location. That's awesome. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're this. It's like, do you have this location? Well, yeah, look look at it. Look at it. Like yeah. Okay, but why don't you help me? Help me? Right. You know? I wonder if that's because I've seen a number of filmmakers yeah. that they get stuck in production hell. Yeah. They got a great idea yeah. and they don't ever write it or they're in the middle of writing it yeah. for years and it's a short. Yeah. Oh my God. See, that's the problem. Like That's that, a huge thing. Everyone makes shorts here and it's like, what the frick? Does everyone like shorts? I mean, I understand mm-hmm. shorts help yeah. you improve and all that stuff. I get it. But also another thing too is like everyone does trailers. Yeah, and trailers are oh my god. It's like do a trailer if you've shot the movie, yeah, or if you're trying to sell if you it. Finish the movie, also. I mean, that's like, a, that's a sales technique. Like, it is shoot a, a trailer, yeah, and then sell the script. Don't shoot the trailer while you're in the middle of production, still. Or shoot the trailer while you're right. You don't even have the script. Yeah, right. that too. Oh my god, <laughs> what are you trying to sell? Who a trailer? I, I don't want to give names <laughs> out, but there's a there's a there's a certain person who does that with trailers, and oh, then yeah. like you never see a movie. You don't see the for, movie for seven or other months, and you're like, when's it coming out? And right. It's like, what the, what? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've had that happen to me because I, I'll throw out trailers as yeah. soon as I kind of get an edit done, and then I can't even release it on YouTube until yeah. it goes to the festival circuit because they will turn you and, down. And the festival thing out here is kind of, I think there's too many still. There's, I would say there's probably three that are legit yeah. that you want to be a part yeah. of. And then the rest are well, like a Please grab. don't tell me it's Action on, Dema- uh, action on Film Festival because that That's one- That's Wes, right? Wes- uh, I have no idea, but I'd love to get someone on the film- Dell. Dell Weston is, does that. Yeah. Right? Let me ask you this. Let me tell you this. Like, I saw a film. Mm-hmm. There's a film in that thing, and they won an Obscure Award there. And I'm like, how did this film win an Obscure Award? Mm. Because this film sucks. <laughs> and I'm like- how do what you, are they like, doing over where, there? Yeah, what are you guys doing over there? Like, yeah. where's the curation process? Right. Like, it's it's like really like I've always wondered about certain festivals my, if they're like, are they just doing it to get their friends in? Yeah. Or are they getting paid to yeah. screen these? Or or, or even what's like up? it's like too like you know what I always tell everyone on the podcast like don't send it out here in Vegas go somewhere else you have to yeah New York L A Miami Ohio in, England I don't care like just anywhere England any Chicago state, like any forty nine yeah, I state, do that too like, you don't want to put all your things in yeah. Vegas. No. I mean, we don't have the best film No one cares film festivals. about, like, no one's going to find it's you true. also. It's like, true. That, they don't have the American Film Institute out here. No. They don't have uh, the market that you can go no and market. buy and yeah. sell films. You have to go to L.A. to do that yeah. stuff. E- even, like, um, I was going to say, too, like, the, the going, like, you know, like, but also, everyone, everyone also, another thing is, too, everyone thinks, like, they're on going to go on Netflix. Do you want to be on Netflix? Because that's where I feel like a lot of films go to just be obscurely stuck well, into their giant cat, well, that, their catalog. Well, even on top of that, too, the, people think, oh, well, I can go on Netflix and then we have to get this camera, this camera, this, like all these approved Netflix cameras. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ever read the production pipeline on that? Yeah. Yeah. I have. It's pretty intense. It's intense. Yeah. No, I don't. I, indie I filmmaker's not going no to make that a, No indie filmmaker does that. And I don't think there's any production house out here that's Netflix like ready. Approved. There might be a couple. There might be a couple. Yeah. But like post houses, though, like have that pipeline, I'm saying. That's what that, I'm saying. that relationship with them that yeah. they're actually cranking out where, Netflix approved production. Yeah, like where they are doing There's the, probably none. But like is the, there's that raw workflow, but then you have to have like four other dailies and then like 10 other. Like it's like an insane thing. You have do. to have a, an, a producer who is deep in with Netflix yeah. and they know their procedures. And, and not even that. Like I've heard like the the numbers of like what you get to sell net to Netflix. If you sold if you sold your movie to Netflix, you're only making like someone said fifty thousand dollars, but then I heard also fifteen hundred dollars. I think it depends on who you are. They kind yeah. of break it down and per also, talent, sort of Spotify yeah. deal. Yeah. And it depends also like if you have no names too. Like if you have no names, you're screwed. If you have no names, who's gonna watch your film except yeah. for your friends and family me, and let, people who are into that type me, of thing? I'll tell you a fun fact. I had an awesome dude on here, Eric uh Christopher Myers. Okay. And he made a film called Butterfly Kisses, found film footage, found footage film. Okay. Really cool. But he said something to me very interesting, though. Films in the U.S., mm-hmm. people want star power, right? Yeah. No they one, want to trust yeah, the star that's in no it. But no one gives a shit about that in Europe. That's true. They like the, it the story. for the escapism. Mm-hmm. And that's where it lies. Like, if, if, like, he's like, I have a big following in in Europe mm-hmm. because of it. Like mm-hmm. people love the film in Europe. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I think someone else to the Mahals have mm-hmm. a big following in Europe. That's like, they don't have a big following, you know, yeah, US, US wise, but like if they're in Europe, they know who they are. Absolutely. Apparently. That's why I've heard. I don't know exactly. I that's, think that's cool. Yeah. You've got to kind of start somewhere. Yeah. Right? And like also like it, it makes you feel a lot better about yourself where story matters and escapism matters still. Mm-hmm. So there's that. 
And it's like, if you're a director that has the gusto enough, yeah. you could put people who aren't really stars in yeah. it. Like a Spielberg. Yeah. He can find people who aren't really stars and make them stars. Look at, look at James Cameron. We do with Edward Furlong. Or Sam Worthington. Yeah. Who knew who he was? Yeah. People still don't really know who Sam Worthington <laughs> yeah, was. Right? <laughs> An Australian dude. <laughs> well, I was going to say this because I don't want to forget this. Yeah. And this is kind of a little bit off subject, but yeah. I just want to make sure I said this. We were in the age of Marvel. Yeah. Star Wars. We're about to step into a new age. What age is that? The age of Avatar. The age of Avatar. Because James Cameron's got the second, third, fourth, and fifth all <laughs> planned out. Yeah. And they're already almost all shot. Yeah, that's true. And they're going to be Let, pounding them out every other year <laughs> for a decade. It's maybe interesting. So I just called that did, right did, now. Did you? The age of Avatar. You, I, have to, I have to ask you this. Have you ever been to Disney World in the last no, five years? No. They did the Avatar. Pandora, world. right? Pandora. Yeah, I yeah. Went, me and my fiance went there for my sick? 30th. Was it dope? It was dope. Uh, the ride there is dope sauce. Yeah, yeah. Like you're on this like kind of like bike, right? But uh -huh. you feel like the wind blow at you and stuff like that and all this shit. So it's very, <laughs> it's very, it's very awesome to uh, see that uh, experience. Because you have 3D glasses on and all wow. that stuff. It's really and cool. And you feel it. You like feel like the, the air, like, the, yeah, the water, smells and all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, the immersion that in that. Yeah. If you ever go to Disney World, I would check that out. Highly I recommend will. it. Yeah. I don't really like Florida. Yeah. Okay. Are you from Florida? No, I'm not from Florida. I'm from Jersey. So like all the vacations, Florida. we go to Flo a lot, Florida a lot. <laughs> they do. That's an yeah. East Coast thing. It is an East Coast There's thing. There's a lot of like crazy people in Florida, I feel like. There is, but <laughs> but if you stay within like the Disney World Universal like, you know, it's resort thing, it's normal. Yeah. It's like, it's, but you go too far south. If you go too far south, then yeah. <laughs> like I've been to, uh, you know, I went to Jacksonville for a cruise in, out of Miami oh, okay. for my grandma's birthday when I was, like, was turning 80. Mm -hmm. And we stayed in Jacksonville, and that was weird, man. Wow. Like, the, we went to America's Best Inn, uh -huh. cockroaches all around, Oof. and all this stuff. Oof. Like, you know. Welcome ugh. to Florida. Yeah, welcome to Florida. It was right. I'm like, yeah, that's why we stay in Disney World area. <laughs> like, you Gosh. know, we internet some clean ass shit. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, uh, any other strengths, weaknesses? What can we do to improve? You know, I think we need to start having writers write. Yeah, there we like, go. Like, if you're a writer, yeah. don't wait. Right, right now, yeah. Get it out. Get that first draft out. Get it to somebody, and have them read it. Have yeah. them and take their criticism. Yeah, yeah. That's we get another it. thing. No one can take criticism. In they this can't. Town. And you know what? You don't necessarily need to. Yeah. At least hear it, because you yeah. might not take it in right then when they're yeah. saying it, just because you ego or whatever. Yeah. But if you l at least listen to it, there's a chance you might yeah. digest it and think about it later. Yeah. I'll say this on the podcast again. I wrote a comment on someone's YouTube. Mm -hmm. A, a critiquing and it wasn't like you suck or right. anything like that it was an actual critique mm -hmm. of a film sure they hid the comment right because they're afraid that the reality yeah. or the truth or whatever is I going had, to ruin and like they didn't respond the trick they that they're trying to pull they respond to me on Facebook because they know who it was like they obviously it's my YouTube's chasing the frame also they sure. know who I am sure they didn't even respond to me in that general sense sure. either and it's like I had some legit questions mm -hmm. like questioning their movie and i'm like really like people take it as their art yeah. it's a piece of them so if you're offended by their art you're offended by them i'm not offended by them though i'm just asking <laughs> that's how them they take I'm, it. I'm just asking them questions because like again i went to art school you went to art school yeah. we understand critique yeah you have I mean, to you have to like or you, I, you end up with shitty stuff I had you ever heard of a first draft I've making also, into the fucking movie no sorry <laughs> i've I also dropped the f-bomb sorry guys <laughs> i've also had uh, sculpture kids Tell me about my movies and like what they didn't understand about it. Yeah, obviously, which brings it back to the sculpture. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So you can you can make a sculpture by yourself. Yeah, 
But are you going to be looking at the sculpture by yourself? No, you're looking at a whole bunch of people that people that, yeah. art. Art can be very dangerous. Art fickled. Art can be very powerful. Yeah. Art can change your perspective on things. Yeah. The one thing about art, though, is it's art. Yeah. So you can't really say it's you're doing it the wrong way. Yeah. And also, it's not like your movie business. sucks. Yeah. That's my right to tell you that. Yeah. But it's your right to make that movie. But it's it's also like it makes more sense if you say your movie sucks because of this, this, and this. If you explain, it's not dickish. It's mm-hmm. it's asking questions. It's critiquing. It's Absolutely. it's telling you to improve. It's asking you what can you do. Like it, yeah. it, it, you should, cared enough you to cared say enough to you say weren't it. like crapping on the movie. Yeah. You were like. I legitimately want to know, yeah. so maybe it'll help you in the future. Yeah, work out so your work out plot your stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. work out your cinematography. Why yeah. is everything close up? You because almost I mean? it's like you took your time out to watch yeah. the movie, and I, so I, now I you once, have the right I've to kind of be like, like three times. I wasted too. my time. I wasted twenty-seven <laughs> minutes if you think about it total from a seven to eight minute movie. Like I watched it three times just to understand, like make sure I I a watched clear. it. I had a clear, concise point to yes. it. And I watched it multiple times to say, okay, so I wasn't wrong. Mm-hmm. I wasn't wrong. I was mm-hmm. right. So this, okay, yes. yeah. Have you heard of a movie with Owen Wilson and Selma Hayek called Bliss? No. Just came out on Amazon. It's an Amazon original. Okay. Fantastic. All right. I'll have to check it out. I watched the f- like the f- the first 20 minutes of it. You're yeah. kind of like, what the hell is going yeah. on? Owen Wilson? Why All people. You, why did you pick this part, Owen? Yeah. And then about halfway through. Yeah. It flips on its head, yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah, okay, I see what you're doing here, and I appreciate it. All right, absolutely. All right, I would check suggest checking that out, especially awesome. if if you've ever had to deal with somebody in your family who's ever dealt with addiction or anything like that. I will have to check that out then. Yeah, totally worth it. That sounds worth it. Sweet. So strengths, sure. Vegas is good. Yep, we've got passionate people here that love yep. movies and that want to help people. What we could do better. Support each other a little bit more. Understand critiques. <laughs> Understand critiques. Also, in your critiques, don't shit on somebody. Yeah. It's not about that. Give Make them some genuine yeah. so that they can get better. Yeah. And writers, write. Oh, and write. We have to write. break the click. Write. Break, break the, the click. click. Yeah, you know what? If you feel like you're in a click, why don't you just like take a step out yeah. and be like, you know what? I want to try somebody else out. Yeah. Let me just audition. And you can, it doesn't hurt to audition somebody yeah. new. You know what yeah, I mean? No, it doesn't. That's actually something. Do auditions, yeah. have auditions, give people a chance to be in your movie. Because yeah. I would, I know I do this. Yeah. If I know a part or like I wrote, a, wrote an part for somebody specific, yeah. I will just offer it to them. Yeah. Because you wrote for it specifically when you had them in mind. Right. So that in makes mind. sense. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. But if I, I'm like, oh, he could be good for it, but yeah. I don't know, read for it. Yeah. And then let's find other yeah. people to read for it. Yeah. That's what I think. Makes sense. And then what can we do to get to the next level? Oh, man. We need to have. We need to have that next. We need to actually have like two or three independent movies that are really showcasing yeah. Vegas or Nevada. Yeah. And the Nevada filmmaker. Yeah. And they can't, and they shouldn't be casino movies. Yeah. You know or what I mean? I mean, if they were. Party movies. Whatever. Or, even if horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. Th- it needs to be a solid, I think, really good independent dramatic movies. Yeah. I agree. That would be up in the running in Academy Awards. Yeah. We need like two or three directors that are coming from Vegas to yeah. hit that level. Yeah. And then we need those directors to not be douchebags and we need them to give back to the community oh, and yeah, start definitely. putting in. Like people like Kelly Schwartz, um, who Josh Cohen, he was doing that for a while. MG mm-hmm. would do stuff like yeah. that where they would give back to the community and give them a chance yeah. to come in and, and use some equipment yeah. or use stage time or use give back to the community. You know who does that? I met Jason Wasley. Yes. From Ghost Adventures. Absolutely. He gives back to the community. It's like from what I uh, 
what, what we were talking about. So he's a really cool dude, a really awesome dude. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's what I think. That's I what think. you think? Give it a, give these guys a shot because there's young kids coming yeah. up, like ourselves. We're yeah, young yeah. too, still, but yeah. we we might even be in a position to help even younger. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what the podcast is about, like mm-hmm. helping people and like making them understand, not understand, but like making your voice heard. Who mm-hmm. I don't know you. I never met you until right. today, really. Absolutely. And I'm just trying to get your voice and your story out there so people can, you know, listen who listen to this thing, mm-hmm. not just in Vegas, but anywhere can go. Yeah, Joey kind of speaks to me a little bit. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I I, I'm kind of going through what Joey went through or something like that. Right. You know, I understand what Joey went through. You know, that's what it's all about. It's And, and the whole idea of the second half of the community thing mm-hmm. is always, it's an open forum, yes, about Vegas community. But it's not just Vegas community. If I have someone from New Jersey on or sure. New York on, we talk about their community too. Because nice. I like to take away what they get mm-hmm. strengths and weaknesses wise and go, okay, what is Vegas? why isn't Vegas doing what they're doing strength wise? Right. What are we gonna? We have to watch out for these weaknesses. Like, don't mm-hmm. do these things. Like, that's what we're. I'm trying to figure out. Is like, as I want to help the community, I want the community to grow, and that's the most important thing to grow this community because this community is small, like we said. Yeah. But also clickish at the same time. It is. But the same uh, again, it's got this weird ebb and flow to it, it where does. like people, people like it's fun. I compare it to downtown, like how downtown, like people care about downtown for like six months and they forget about it for another six months and you know six or nine months later they care about it again. You know, like that's that's that, so funny like, you say that. It's it's you know it's like even this, with the community because like there's a new flavor of the month coming it's out. It's a transient. Yeah. It's a transient it's, and that's community. The problem. It's a transient community. Because yeah. I, this has happened to me a number of times. Yeah. I've had really good friends who are like my lead actors that yeah. I work with, you know, and they move to L.A. Yeah, because they want to, you know, yeah, you want to do the L.A. And thing. we're kind of stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> not stuck, but not like stuck. I've got my son yeah, here. Yeah. I've got my life here. I've got you my church really, here. You can't really, you know, I'm not. Up, that's up, not my plan yeah. is to uproot and move to L.A. Yeah. to try to be the small fish in the big pond. This is a perfect hub. It really is, and you can be a filmmaker from anywhere if you. Your stuff is good. Yeah. And how do you get good? You need to be malleable and you need to let people criticize mm-hmm. you. That's the key. Yeah. If, if you're only in an echo chamber and you're only getting people that are just telling you you're good and you're yep. good and you're good, that can go the same way. If you just have people telling you're bad and you're bad and you're bad, that can yeah. be really bad too. But I, I don't mind that actually. Have a like, mixture. Oh. <laughs> I like that's why I like to get people who are that are proven. Because yeah. you can have somebody that's like, I want to make movies, but they've never made a movie. Yeah. You know? And then but, you're kind of like, oh, well. Yeah. Well, that's, okay, I, I, make yeah, a movie I and love, then tell I me. I love something. when I have those type of people on. I'm like, I just, I just one day, I'm like, well, that's cool. Like, I mean, I appreciate like the people that do that. Like, I just want to try. I'm like, well, f- and it worked out for you. Like, yeah, you really, why not? That's yeah. awesome. I think that's great. Yeah. However, you get into filmmaking, there, there should be no snootiness. Yeah, but there is also a level where you kind of like you get these fake mm-hmm. people well, that's that pretend to be filmmakers. Yeah. And I'm a filmmaker because yeah. I love film. Yeah. I actually do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you want to do film, that's awesome. Just say you want to do it. Don't say you are a filmmaker yeah. and that you've done all this stuff because then it gets to this point of where you actually are, I'm going to ask you yeah. questions. I'm going to ask you about this and you don't have anything. Yeah. And then yet you want to critique somebody. That's something. Yeah. <laughs> Just because you watched all the Lakers games for the last 30 years doesn't make you a coach. I don't know. I think it does. <laughs> <laughs> Get in, get in the game is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. You know, have some skin in the game. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're also not just like a critic. Yeah. Filing like a keyboard yeah. warrior from your parents' base room, basement. Basement. You're actually in the game. Yeah. And people actually respect you're, that. You're someone now. You've There's, you've yeah. been through it. Yeah. You've been through the 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 hills, the mountains. You've been in the the trenches. Yeah. You know what I mean. You've There's all, something yeah. about leading your team yeah. out of a no budget film that does well. <laughs> yeah. And you become friends after it? Yeah. There's something special about that. Yeah, I think so. I've, I've had a lot of my great friends have been the actors that I've worked with. Yeah. Because you just get this, like you're in the army. Yeah. 
anybody in the military would probably get it right immediately. Like that camaraderie that you get from yeah. being a team. Yeah. And that's so like also it. a team sport. If you played sports before, like you should understand that filmmaking is a team sport. Mm -hmm. Like it's probably baseball. I would say. I would say everybody has I their can't time. Really go hurry up, yeah. wait. Yeah, I can't really compare it to football because technically the leader on the on the offense is maybe you can compare it to a, a defense mm -hmm. in a sense because the defense everyone works together in a sense to get the guy with the ball. But the offense is obviously the quarterback. Who's filmmaking the is a defense, man. Uh, yeah, you plan is, everything, but technically, if you, and you just got to be ready for even, what goes even, wrong and how if, to fix it. But even if you look at it as an offense, the director is the quarterback, but he still needs his lineman. Who is maybe his PA, mm -hmm. his like gaffer, his grip, or his assistant AD, or whatever it is, and his running back or his wide receiver could be the DP. You know what That's I mean? True. Like the actors Good are the, the actors are maybe or maybe even the line technically and the tight end is is the DP, the gaffer, the grip, the PA. Mm -hmm. But your running back and your wide receivers are the actors. Right. You're throwing that ball as a director. Wow, I just made an awesome. I set you up in the scene, gave yeah. you awesome dialogue, yep. and now you got to deliver. Yep, you got to deliver. You got to go to that. That is like sports. I, like you hurry up, you wait, I and. Think there's a few moments Super in a Bowl movie. Sunday. I finally compared it to football. You finally, is, you finally made I, it happen. I finally made it work. There are great football movies though, yeah. that happen. That make there that are happen. some great movies. In football. Um, but Joey, we're at the last part of the podcast. So yeah. now I have two last questions for you. Sure. One social media. Would you like to give that away? Yeah. Uh, it's Jay Sharafi. All right. Instagram. Or uh, if you go to Sharafi entertainment or Facebook, Sharafi entertainment, mm -hmm. YouTube, Sharafi entertainment, yeah. Google, <laughs> All your movies on there? Uh, yeah, YouTube. All right. All right, uh, cool. Except for my new one, Heavy Lies, okay. um, that I worked with Joe Morota on, Colio mm -hmm. Kovich, and Devin Tier, and yeah. Kevin Sanders, and Michael Forge, and Mindy Gilkerson. All those people I know. I just don't want to leave any out. I know I'm leaving. I know I left somebody <laughs> out, and they're going to be mad at me. Trevor Carr. Okay, there you go. Didn't Love leave him out. <laughs> so great. Uh, he's a DP that I work yeah. with. Okay, Fantastic. nice, nice, nice. Yeah, if nice. you ever get the chance, have him on. I would love to have him on. He's I'm always looking for new people to put on the show. Like Trevor Carr. Yeah, yeah. Great. He'll be on Joe Morota. <laughs> I got to put him up. Joe is the man. Yeah. I love him. Stunts, Armory. Yep, yep. yep. Ben Stober. Yep. Shout it out. All those people. I love them. Yeah. yeah. And last question, sir. What's that last golden nugget you want to give to the people listening? Life, film, anything. Mm. It could be about Bitcoin. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, buy Tesla. Uh, <laughs> no, you no. don't. <laughs> I would say, I would say, remember that filmmaking is about the ride okay. because it it literally from the beginning of the conception of the story to the end of when you've you've done posting it, it is you're giving a piece of yourself to this project. So I would say, as a filmmaker. When you're making a film yeah. and you're in the, the muck and it's terrible and it's gritty or it's amazing and it's awesome, yeah, yeah. remember it's the ride. It's about the ride. I like it. Perfect way to end the podcast. Joey, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And thank guys, you. thank you for listening and subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Overcast, TuneIn Radio, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're probably on it. And I can't do this without my frame chasers, and I'm just trying to bring knowledge to all you listeners out there. Uh, and I hope you guys are getting some great, valuable information and learning something from it because we all have a story and we all go through things at the same time or at different times. And I hope the people that are on the show keep inspiring you to chase those frames. Again, guys, thank you for listening and have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great year. We'll hopefully catch you next Wednesday on Chasing the Frame. Peace, geese. Let's go. This is the Chasing the Frame podcast where we interview people in the TV and film industry talking about their journey, how they got to where they are today. We do this podcast for the frame chase. Us. This is for those in the film industry Going hard, let them know who we are Frame chasers, we're, we're not chasing the fame, no, no Tell them what we do, we're chasing
chasing the frame. 